Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2015. How's it going, Peter? Going all right. We, uh, we got a big show, a really, really big show tonight. Uh, you know, we, uh, we don't have a guest this week, but uh, of course, we uh, have all our usual stuff. We got uh, T Bone's Time Out, we got Brewski's Beer Tasting, of course, Anthony Davis will be calling in. We talked to AD about little sports things and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, that's about it, man. How's your week been? Week's been okay. Yeah, uh, not too bad. I got that. I got all those end of the year stuff going on with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like today was a concert. Tomorrow's a concert. Last week was open house. Two open houses. You know, those sorts of things. So all yeah. the end of the year, end of the school year uh, events, which some are better and more palatable than others. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth, man? Yeah, yeah. The ones where you just have to make an appearance and then you get to leave, those, those are the better those ones. Those are the better ones, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, we, were, we were talking about it. For, yeah, I, I think it was last week I, it was my turn in the bucket or a week and a half ago, I said, what, a four-hour dance oh, yeah, yeah. performance. <laughs> my kid had one, one part in. Of course, it was the very last one. <laughs> Painful. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's kind of part of, part of the gig, right? Yeah, you signed up for it. <laughs> That's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> so plenty of shit going on this week, man. Uh, and you know what? I, I think uh, during Brewski's, I, mean, I, I got on this Periscope thing. So uh, we might Periscope during uh, Brewski's and give that a try okay. uh, for a little bit. Uh, I want to... We'll, we'll stay off our camera for now and see, see what happens. We might turn it on a little bit. Um, but uh, I, just got, I just saw a notification, and uh, you'll be interested in this, uh, all the stuff that's been going on. Where is it at? Long Beach coastline shut down after tar balls began washing up between. What started washing up? Those tar balls. Oh. Yeah, and between 72nd Street and I just saw it. Must erase that one, but yeah, it's it's pretty much from um, Shoreline Village all the way down the peninsula. Where's that coming from? 
You know, it's been happening in uh, in uh, last week. It was happening in like Manhattan and stuff like that. So they think it might be all coming from that Santa Barbara spill. Really? That yeah. Far south, but huh? the the experts have said twice that they don't know where it's coming from. Oh, here it is. Uh, from first to seventy second place. Uh, so that's that's not as far as on the shoreline, but it's still quite a ways down. It's almost to the uh, almost to the Villa Riviera. Pretty close to that, isn't it? First place. Yes, yeah, kind of near there. Um, so, wow. Um, yeah, they were talking about that a, a couple, well, last week when it was all happening down in Manhattan and whatnot. Then, wow. you know, one of the newscasters was speculating that, uh, it could be coming from the Santa Barbara thing. Uh, That's odd because this time of the year, this time of the year, most of the currents are coming, no- they're coming out of the south heading north. Well, that was kind of what the guy, so the, the, expect that. the uh, environmental guy that they were talking to from the state, he was saying that they weren't, uh, actually he was from that city, he was saying they weren't sure, they weren't ready to say that. He said right. because occasionally they have natural leaks um, that aren't even piped, just natural leaks out, out from there. Yeah. And But, uh, you know, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, Huntington Beach used to get that all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> they said those were natural, and they may have been naturally naturally looking through those pipes that they got, <laughs> you know? that we know are over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, remember, I remember growing up and, and we went to Huntington Beach in that area a lot, and especially around the cliffs. We always came yeah. home with tar. Tar your feet, yeah, you oh, always did. Exactly. We, we used to. Like, I remember my dad got tired of just cleaning. He's like, "All right, everybody, let's look at your feet." And you know, he had a little scraper type of thing. He jury rigged it. He couldn't, he couldn't get it all off, right? right? Uh, not like not at the beach, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but at least he got off so, so that he didn't have to take out clumps of tar out of his, uh, you, know, you know, that that old rug upholstery that right. he used to have back in the eighties, seventies. Uh, yeah, at least he didn't have to grind it. Especially since back then he had a company car. He didn't want to have to clean it. Oh, that, exactly. Yeah. But, but if we had it. You weren't we, supposed to have it. Yeah. If we had it on our feet, then we weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to sit in the car without our feet being covered by a towel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> know the rules. That's right. That's right. But I will say that there's not much tar. I still go to Huntington Beach. There's not much tar there anymore. So I don't well, think so. Wait till tomorrow. Wait till next yeah. week. <laughs> I don't think it's so natural. You don't think it's so natural. Yeah, you think that when they crack down on when they crack down on them out there? Experience. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's, there's probably a little bit, but I don't imagine there's a lot. When the standards change as far as yeah. how they regulate that crap. Mm. <laughs> so I'm doubting this. This doesn't sound uh, natural. No, it doesn't. Natural leaks, uh, but but again. Doesn't seem like it should be coming from Santa Barbara because, like, just this time of the year, we we we're everything's coming that everything's warming up, right? We're right. All the warm water getting pushed up north from, uh, you know, basically off of Mexico comes up our, our way, which is why our water gets warmer. Uh, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, because there's a gen, there's, there's multiple currents. That's the other thing. There's multiple currents. You know, a lot of times you have a high current and a low current, and one might be going north, and one might be coming south. out of the south. So yeah, that, that could be. What's going on? Well, we'll we'll soon find out, as they say. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that just that just broke right before we huh. came on the air, man. So, figured we'd check that out, and uh, I'm sure there uh, news crews headed down there as we speak. Yeah. What else has been happening, man? Oh, a whole lot. I ran over a squirrel today. <laughs> on my bike. Not on my car. On my bike. 
fucker just ran right in front of me. You're lucky. You're lucky you didn't hit your spokes, man. <laughs> I looked over my shoulder to see if he was still alive or if he was splat. And uh, he was doing what I thought was a little death rattle, a little spin death rattle thing. Uh-huh. And then he bolted uh, into off of the path and into the rocks that were nearby. So yeah, where, where he went to go die. He might have died. He might have survived. I, I'm sure something's broken there. But, uh, you think call a little scroll uh, paramedics out there? Yeah, yeah. You're stupid enough to run underneath my tire. You know, all I had to do was stay out of the way. Fucking squirrel, man. <laughs> I was telling my wife this story. My uh, daughter happened to be in the room. She nearly broke into oh, tears. Of course she did, man. <laughs> <laughs> All I could do was laugh. <laughs> I mean, there were so many squirrels in the immediate vicinity. They'd obviously been dining on something. Uh, the one that got underneath my tire, I never even saw. I don't know exactly where he came from. So I know the ones that I could see I had my eyes on. I was ready to dodge. No, those guys broke. They did, but they all broke away. This they did the right the, thing, this right? This is the dummy that broke. <laughs> literally ran all the way across the path to yeah. crawl underneath my tire. Did he have know. his helmet on? Or? Uh, I, I don't even know because it happened so quickly. I wasn't sure after the fact what had actually happened. But I think not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, well uh, the big story uh, this week, man, was the, uh, the whole uh, Caitlyn Jenner thing. Mm. What was your take on that, brother? Ah, uh, you know, honestly, I don't give it a whole lot of uh, attention. Huh. My wife, uh, however, does, so I, I know more than I <laughs> care to. Um, you know, uh, I've known about him a bit longer, I think, than most people. Yeah. Just because uh, I had a connection with uh, somebody he had previously been married to. And so we'd already heard. Of so, like, none of this is, as far as, like, shocking news to me uh, I've known about it um, for literally like 10 years that this transformation was going on I do I do think it's a bit ballsy to show up on Vanity Fair though uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if I was going through, personally I'm I just I'm trying to imagine I mean you're obviously doing this because you feel like you need to and you have to and yada yada okay I know um, I might do that right? I might go through that transformation that, that'd be just doing that would be hard enough all by itself. Right. Let alone saying, hey, put me on Vanity Fair. I, I don't think I would have taken that route. I mean, I'm not judging to but his own, you, you but I know I would have been low-key about it. I would have uh, I just gone about my day. Doesn't that fit into the whole, uh, the, the whole uh, Kardashian thing, though? It the, does, though. That's, that's, that's what everybody's... I mean, that's, what, that's, how I, that's how I get seen. You know, the thing is, 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 is you, know, I, you know, that's what he wanted to do. There's more power to him. I got no problem with that. I, my my thing is, is I all these all these things I keep hearing people go, oh man he's 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 so brave he's done this great thing he's made a statement it's you know he's changed the world and I'm thinking you know what I mean seriously uh, like I was telling you man back in the 70s there was this tennis player named Renee Renee Richards uh, was, was was her name um, you know she was born a man. She's a, she was a, um, I think she was an optometrist or something, but a professional tennis player. Right. And during, in the, during her career, I mean, she went, she went through the change, you know, became a woman, became Renee, and, uh, you know, had, had continued to play tennis and sued to play in, in, the, in the women's thing. And that's the person that I think is, is the, was, was super brave and made, I mean, made a statement and, 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 you know, did all this kind of great stuff as far as people's, you know, perception and stuff like that. I mean, going through that, Back in the late seventies, 
in during yeah. during your career, during your your, your sports career, it seems to me, and that that's 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 a brave move there. And I'm not I'm not saying it's not brave to do it. Period. I'm just saying, with all of the, I know social media has changed, and I understand that you know where where uh, you know Bruce Jenner comes from. I mean, the guy, if you, in that, in that same era of Ray Richards, if you didn't know Bruce Jenner from the Wheaties box and the Olympics yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, you're living in another world. So I mean, I understand you know his. His celebrity, uh, you know, about it. But I think, as far as you know, I keep hearing about all the, you know being so, so brave and being so brave, you know, and coming out and letting the world know. I think when you when you go that route, I, I got to give it to to Renee Richards, man, because that's uh, you know you're you know you're you're playing you're, you're playing your sport, and it's not like you retired and you're, you know yeah. all this kind of stuff. You're still trying to do it, and then and then you, you sue and, and make it possible um, for other transgenders to play, to play, uh, uh, you know, on the, on the women's side, you know? So, uh, and you know, he was, at one time, I think the highest he was ranked was 20th or she was ranked 20th. <laughs> um, it's it confusing cause he was ranked at times as a man and he was, then she was ranked as a woman. Um, she became Martina Navratilova's coach and then coached her to several Wimbledon wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, I think that to me, it, you know, like I said, social media is a lot different now, but uh, back then, I think that's when you, uh, when you really, really had to suck it up and and make that big, brave move. Yeah, mm. I mean that's the thing about Jenner. I think personally is that uh, he, she, cause now she, but previously he, you know, was a media person. Right. You know? I mean, there, there's Bruce Jenner who, you know. Won the gold for the decathlon. Okay, and that person sort of disappeared for a little while, right? And then comes back out as like a Kardashian, right? So like now, I don't think, I don't think of, I didn't think of him from. I haven't thought of him for many years as an athlete. I'm not saying he's not an athlete, but right. I mean, I, I started his his image, his persona, media persona. It changed, and he became a reality show guy. Yeah, I mean, he was a. It was to me. It was like same category as Paris Hilton, right? You know, like just a, a talking head, media personality, reality TV person. So now that he's a she and Caitlyn, it, it. I mean, it's like it would be like Kim Kardashian deciding to be a man. Would that be a big deal? Yeah, it would be a big deal. But especially for Kanye. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, he might like that. Um, I mean, who knows? Don't knock until you try. Um, point is, is that I'm kind of with you. It's like in that circle, the media circle, the the it almost. I, I don't. Know, I probably even shouldn't even say this, but it almost feels like. Bruce Jenner got caught up into the the celebrity part of life. Decides to tra- to, to you know make the transition, and like that celebrity part is part of it. And, you know, so it almost feels like it's. Well, you know, it's I don't it's, want to say it's a gimmick. No, I think no. I mean, that I, obviously, obviously, obviously legitimate. Yeah, thing. that 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 that's legitimate. But it's like I was listening to. The, the, the entertainment guy, uh, Sam Rubin, talked today on uh, the news this morning, and 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 he says, you know, and you know, so take Sam, however, you know, however you want, he's a, he's an entertainer, so he's a talking head too, but 
because we've had all these stages, right? We had the Diane Sawyer interview. Okay, that that was a big to do, right? And then you have the Vanity Fair thing, or before the Vanity Fair thing, they had the, the they had them the, the the thing where he came on the Kardashians and they filmed him telling telling his kids, right? right. And then uh, then they got the Vanity Fair thing. Now they're filming a or they have been filming a another reality show that's covering you know all this process and so that's going to be coming out so it's like it's like the the hoopla behind it is it like seems continues it comes across right? As opportunistic right you know and that belittles i imagine what she's trying to do but it still kind of comes across as you know it's like you like remember the octomom yeah you know somebody who she, first of all she just wanted to have kids right <laughs> A and whole then we a brood. and then we find out like a whole bunch of other things mm-hmm. about her, and and then once she has eight kids, then we then she becomes then she's getting plastic surgery done, she's getting boob jobs, she's getting it 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 became uh, I don't even know how to say it distasteful. It became but it sold papers, it sold right TV shows, it sold pop, it got the paparazzi movie. It almost feels like that, like it's almost its own circus and. I'm which makes you, which what makes you wonder though? I mean, you talk, you know, but, you, know but yeah, that's you, you talk about right. you get you have you know, you know transgender people who who aren't don't have that celebrity status, who've gone through you know all these things um, without all that all that kind of fanfare. Yeah. And, and, oh, to go back to what you were saying about Renee Richards. Yeah. Renee Richards didn't go through that transition to better her tennis career or become more popular, or more famous. Mm. No. She did it because she had to do it, and, and she was a tennis player. You know, if, if Bruce Jenner did this, became Caitlyn Jenner, as he was serving in the Senate, that would be brave. Right? That would be some next-level brave, right? Because you're certainly not doing that to gain more attention, to – you're not being opportunistic. You're, you know what I'm saying? If Bruce Jenner was a steel worker and went through this to become Caitlyn Jenner – Okay, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. This, it almost seems like, you know, I don't know. It's got a bad taint, taste, taste. To yeah. It, to me, and it, not because of what. Not because of the change. No, I think it's 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 all the opportunity. It's, it's all the the yeah the the TV shows and the and and it's, and it's a it's a daily thing, man. It's yeah. like a daily thing with all this crap that's going on in the world. I mean, their lead, the lead stories, lead stories of the news are Caitlyn yeah. Jenner. You know, it's like, and and and, almost, and the TV shows have come to follow. Yeah, it almost feels like when OJ started writing books about if, if I, I had done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, there was just something wrong. Well, there yeah. was something, yeah. and and it's different because OJ, you know, killed people. Bruce to. Caitlin is is not a bad thing, but again, it's just it, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a certain slime factor in how it's being done. And I, maybe I'm wrong on this. I, maybe I'm, I just think yeah. I, I think with, that's how with, I feel with, with all the the look look going just through the going it, through the going through the trend. Yeah, go, exactly. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got, I, you got, I like that. I said, you got the, the Diane Sawyer interview. Then you got the the stand on the Kardashians to talk. You know. Covering See, it, the then, you the Jenner, affair, then you got the Fair, then you got this, you got yeah, that. Bruce Jenner had done his decathlon bit, been an Olympic hero, been on the Wheaties box, done. He did a whole bunch of stuff. Remember how he went around? Yeah, he was. He would talk to like school kids. Yeah. He was. He was. He was a super active guy. He did a bunch of cool like 
admirable stuff. Uh, made some money, did some commercials, right? Cool for him. That's that's what you should do. If you take out that part where he was hanging out with the Kardashians, <laughs> you take that part out altogether. And now Bruce Jenner is on Vanity Fair and being interviewed right, by Tom right, Sawyer. Right, 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 right. Tom Sawyer. Uh, Diane Sawyer, yeah. You know, you'd be, that would be different. Right. That would be entirely different. You'd be like, wow, okay, this that's brave. That's... Yeah. But after you've spent 10 years with the Kardashians <laughs> and, and all the circus and crap, and, I mean, it just... That... I don't know. That just makes it harder to... to feel a bunch of empathy or a bunch of again that's where i get that feeling of like this is opportunistic uh because so much of involved around the kardashians is that right now it's about generating right well now you mentioned that intrigue and interesting part because what what the night before i headed down to the studio uh you know let's catch the news real quick to see if there's anything breaking we could talk about so they uh, they covered the uh, Caitlyn thing. They covered some other stories, and then as I was leaving, they were getting ready to cover a Kim Kardashian story because she's got some new line of something coming out. Okay, so I mean, is the news all Kardashians? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> am I watching TMZ or am I watching the, the, the network news, man? <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe it's not fair, but that's just how I feel about it. Like uh, I have more. I don't want to say respect. I just. Like, Chaz Bono went through this, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was not easy. No. Uh, given where that all came from, you know, uh, Cher and, and Sonny and, you know, like yeah. not – but it was a hard thing, right? And I I know there were stories and I remember reading a bit, but I felt yeah, little, but it, it didn't feel – It didn't feel like, like this, this. – Opportunistic. It was like – I'm doing this because I believe this is who I am, and and I have to go through this process, and my mom's going to support me, and blah blah blah. And, and it was a and why you know and, and now that you mentioned that I, I forgot about Chaz, you know, you didn't have all these people like uh, you know going you know way to go Chaz and this now there you're you're, spe- you're stepping up for I mean and there's a little bit of that, but it just seems like it's just been just overwhelming in front of like GQ. No, well, maybe I could be wrong. You know. You know what they were? They did the whole National Enquirer crap. Well, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't remember. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure he got interviewed in a couple different places. But it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, all these big specials and you know yeah. all this kind of crap that keeps going on and going on. What's up, brother? So uh, we were talking about the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing, and uh, and um, you know, I, and my point, like you just walked in. T Bone's in the house. Hi, everyone. You know. My, you know, my point was, I we started. I said, you know, no problem. With all that is, it's all the hoopla behind it, and then and, and you know, all the talk about, you know, uh, you know, you're you you're great, you did this great thing. And it's the first time anybody stepped up, and and I'm thinking, you know, back when I was young uh, in the '70s, uh, this tennis player Renee Richards, you know, uh, was a man trans, you know. Uh, you know Transition to a woman uh, became Renee Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to sue uh, to be able to continue to play on, on the women's circuit. Yeah, won the won the suit. Uh, you know, it was ranked uh, as high as twenty at one time. The highest uh, she finished the season, I believe, was twenty twenty two or something like that. Uh, went on to coach. Um, uh, what's her name? Navratilova to uh, several Wimbledon championships. You know, and I think you know when you uh, when you do that in the middle of your sports career or any career like that. I mean, where you're, you know, active. 
That's brave. That's brave. In the middle of your reality show, eh. That's just know. more look at me. Yeah. The, the kind of crap we've come to expect from his entire family. Right. Um, yeah, and, her, and there's no doubt. And like, like Peter said, this, I mean, obviously, you know, this has been a, a long process for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then, you know, now she's, you know, where she wants to be. It's just, I think all of the, uh, all of the bombardment uh, that we keep getting every day with the, uh, you know, like I said, we were talking about, you know, the interview with Diane Sawyer, and then you went into the, uh, you know, they did a whole thing on the Kardashians, and then the Vanity Fair, and, and now he's filming a reality show now. Uh, and then he keeps, you know, he keeps saying it's not about, it's not about that, it's not about that. And I don't think it, nobody goes, goes through that if it's about that. But I think the way they, they're covering it like that has kind of, as Peter said, kind of well, made it a little. Saying, you know, if you uh, <clears throat> take Bruce Jenner as we knew him, you know, Wheaties box, doing tours, you know, talk shows. Then he goes on, does his thing, and then this many years later, twenty-five years later, you hear that he is moving to she and if that Kardashian part wasn't in there this would be a whole lot more compelling for me a yeah. compelling story I'd be like wow that's ballsy but when you put in into that story yeah. 10 years or whatever it has been of Kardashians you're mm-hmm. like this just feels oh. very Ev- yeah, everything almost. about that family has worn out its welcome in my <laughs> mind I, mean, I have no more, no more brain space, emotion space, anything to spend on that entire family. Yeah. I wish her nothing but the best. I just don't understand why any of it has to be on television. Damn you, Ryan Seacrest! <laughs> why is he switching over too? I just want to put him on TV. Oh. Ah. <laughs> yeah. hardest working man in show business media man. mogul right he is <laughs> I, I, I give him some major props that guy went from this he went from uh, the, the guy who uh, took over for uh, Rick Dees to yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick Dees is still living off a of disco duck <laughs> but Seacrest if you ever want to stop by you know give us some pointers yeah yeah holla at the boys you listen to the Swoops World of the Talk Story Radio Network we're going to take a quick break Let's see what we got queued up here. Oh, this is Xene, the virus, back after this.
It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall. You're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to Swirl on the Talk Story Radio Network. Uh, see, we are, uh, you know, it's 8.30, uh, 9 o'clock. We're going to have our Brewski's beer tasting. And uh, we might even try to periscope this uh, this situation oh, yeah? if uh, if I can figure out how to do it. Now, right. does that cost any money? No, no, no. They run some kind of little ads on your video or something. Yeah, something yeah. like okay. that. Okay, I've been hearing about this. Uh, yeah, then know. we got uh, T Bone's timeout. We got a- AD calling in, Anthony Davis. So uh, big, uh, big, 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 big night. Big, really big shoe. What do you got going on this week, brother? How's it been? Uh, this has been pretty. It's your second week in the betrothal, like a holy matrimony, like that. Yeah, you know, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it would be different. You were living in sin for I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only for ten months. <laughs> um, no, it's been good. Uh, although yesterday, I got home from work, and Ashley was sitting on the floor in the living room. And there was a cardboard box on the floor with a mom, a cat, and four little kids. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now, now to, just to, to wrap to, to oh, get to I had a end, flashback. I had a flashback right to the there, end man. of the story before I put the middle of it in. She went tonight to meet the lady who's going to take over and you know keep the kittens and the mom together until <laughs> until they're able to be split up. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, no, it, it's happening. That tomorrow. She's coming to get him, mm-hmm. but I guess some some uh, homeless family showed up at the Signal Hill Park yesterday morning. Um, had just driven to L.A. from Missouri, and um, you know, four kids in the car plus the cat and the four kittens. Children so, or children, goats? Children, not 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 goats. <laughs> human, no, no. human children. <laughs> Missouri, man. Um, so. They were basically, I mean, the family, the mom was, you know, honest about the fact that, look, I mean, we, we can't do anything with these cats. I've got four children that I already don't know what to do with. Uh, so Ashley talked to her boss, and they decided, you know, between the two of them, they would be able to find someone to take the cats. <laughs> so, but anyway. I told you that story, right? Someone named T-Bone? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, because actually she had just had a conversation with our landlord like three days ago about cats. And she had reaffirmed her position that it was a firm Sounding no, no. Yeah. firm no on cats in the apartment. So, uh-huh. 
But the kittens so are cute. Like the anyway. kittens are cute. Yeah, I, uh, it'll be nice to get them out I, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, uh, the, the 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 missus at the time uh, decided she wanted a, a cat. So, you know, somebody I was working with had a cat that had kittens, right? So, all right, man, I'll bring one in tomorrow. I'll take it. Shows up with two. Says, well, you know, it's a brother and a sister, and I uh, don't break them up, this and the other. And I'm like, nah, 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 I, I wanted one. <laughs> and and I, I didn't even want the one. She wanted the one. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, we can't break them up, so that's another. So I said, oh, well, we can break them up then. So, <laughs> uh, I call her up, said, yeah, there's two. She said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, long story short, Several years later, as we already have two cats. Yeah, ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, were, they were taking care of her that way. Uh, she goes, we're going to go to movies one day. Liquid Mall, you know, the outside yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're doing this, you're doing that. I'm going to get the tickets. That way we don't have to wait in line. And I said, all right. She, yeah, she's taking a little while to come back. She comes back with another cat, which never got along with the other two. And just ripped around the house and yeah. scratched crap and scratched me. And st- yeah, so... And I think uh, I think she's got three or four now, so they're not in my house anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, fun to see them for a day or two. You know, they're like three weeks old. These kittens. I don't know. Maybe their eyes are open, but their ears are still like yeah. flat to their heads and fall over just randomly. Yeah, I mean, they today they actually were kind of walking around a little bit. Yesterday though, it was just <laughs> they were just on the teat. Or in a ball, the four of them piled up together. I mean, they're cute, but yeah, they're fun to play with. And they, yeah. the, the, two, the two older ones, uh, they grew on me over the, over the years. I mean, that's the problem, though, is that they grow. Kittens actually, they were, cats. actually, yeah, they do. actually, they were. The one was more fun as a cat, where the other one was more fun as a kitten. I know. Yeah. yeah, I, I've never had a cat. Like I grew up, with, we had one dog, a few horses, lizards, snakes, you know, fish. Cats were never even an option in my house growing up, so I've yeah. never been like really down with the idea. But, but Ashley's mom is a, is a cat lady. <laughs> there are five that live there permanently, and there are fosters that cycle through periodically. Ah, oh, so yeah. so she grew up with you know all these little critters. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, I didn't grow up with cats either, man. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean. I'm, well, I barely had a dog. <laughs> well, see, and the people where I where I grew up, the people that had cats, they never got attached to them because cats are outdoor animals, just like all other animals. Where I grew up, and cats outdoors in the boonies are coyote bait. So I mean, even here, I mean, oh, yeah. if, the, if the coyotes don't get them, the raccoons or something else will. So yeah, um, here we're right. Right here where we're You guys get coyotes over here. Well, all the time. Yeah. In fact, uh, my neighbor across the street, uh, they had a coyote climb a six-foot fence. Really? Yeah. To come and find some food. <laughs> Which he did find. And, you know, my, my dog killed coyotes on a few occasions. Our dog was big. She, Badass, was, she huh? was like 85, 90 pounds. Yeah. I mean, she, she fucked up a couple of them. Like, we found bones under the... It's like that's a canine animal of some sort. Wow, <laughs> your dog's bad. My dog, she best, was. Best, 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 my dog was, good, was a couple sparrows. But I mean, she was sparrows here and there. She was a stray too that we picked yeah. that like just adopted us when yeah. she was like probably less than a year old. She's like a shepherd mutt, <laughs> and you know we threw a couple chicken breasts out 
one day, and that was it. You know, she was just like, oh, here I am. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she she had already oh, held her own in in the wilderness, uh, so she she had no problem. But yeah, the neighbors had cats that we would let them hunt our gophers until the coyotes took care of the cats, and then we'd get gophers again until they got another cat. So. I, uh, I used to work with this guy who lived out in Agua Dulce. Agua Dulce? And um, he had Pomeranians. He had to work one day. He had to work one day. He had horses and everything. But I, I, why do you get Pomeranian? But anyway, he had to work one day. He got a little down in the dumps. <laughs> he let his Pomeranian run out. To, <laughs> and he actually saw a uh, hawk. Oh, <laughs> no <laughs> Scoop that little thing up and away. <laughs> mm. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, I had people over at the house here, and I think it was Memorial Day weekend, and it was like Sunday, not the Memorial Day itself, uh, or Saturday. Anyhow, we uh, were walking, we've been out outside and back, and I'm walking into the house with my daughter and, and one of our guests, and my daughter goes, oh, look! It's the raven. We have a raven in our neighborhood. He does all sorts of mischievous things. Uh-huh. And uh, he flies over us. I was like, oh, yeah. And he caught himself a squirrel. <laughs> he, I had my neighbors behind me. He had a two-story house with a clay roof. And he landed there. And he went to work. <laughs> I put on a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. A little raven bib. <laughs> the thing wasn't moving, so he'd already killed it. I mean, it was, he, obviously, he had taken care of business, and he was just... Going somewhere uh, where he could dine, and uh, it was—it's it was amazing uh, what those birds can do. Oh, yeah. I, I was golfing one time out, uh, out like Hanson Dam, and come up on the green, and there are the entrails of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they, those birds are efficient. Man. Yeah. Well, I saw—I was sitting out on my front porch back when I was in high school, and this hawk, sw- the, because the neighbors across the street had. Big, huge eucalyptus trees, probably like 80 feet tall. I mean, they were big. And this hawk swoops down, snags a, found a big rabbit. <laughs> and he got a little too aggressive in the putting the rabbit down part. Uh-huh. So he flies back up to the top of this tree. <laughs> and about 10 seconds later, I see the back half of this rabbit just fall <laughs> to the ground. Because <laughs> he... He got he got a little too aggressive. Sliced him in two. Well, on those lines, probably the most spectacular thing I ever saw was uh, living in Connecticut. I was uh, I was cooking at my place where I worked. Uh, looked out on a, on a like a little bay, and uh, I see this osprey come screaming down. Just and when it comes up, it's got a fish that was huge. I mean, it uh-huh. must have been a good, I mean, huge relative to the bird. It was it was at least a foot and a half almost two feet long this bird was wow. and it just it, it had come in and just i mean felt like it was like you know national geographic and i didn't even realize what it was doing i thought like this thing's crashing or something yeah. and i was like and it comes in and it's like you know spray coming up and the moment it, it hit its wings it went up I mean, it didn't. It was it was a pretty cool thing to see. I didn't get to see it eat. It's a Sully Sullenberg. Uh, <laughs> you know, I watched a. Uh, you know that area um, in San Diego, kind of above Little Italy. 
Uh, you know where that, that there's that bar? You mean the freeway? There's that, no, it's, uh, it's a, there's that bar. It's kind of like an airplane themed the arrow bar. Yeah. Kind of behind it. Uh, there's like a canyon area. Mm -hmm. I was over there, people's house, and I was just kind of kicking it by the pool. And for about an hour to an hour and a half, I watched a hawk just back and forth in the canyon, just hunting, man. It would, it would drop down, come back up, and it'd circle around and come right back. And you could see when it thought it saw something because it would start to dive, and then it was just like, ah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's not a keeper. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool just to watch that thing just go back and forth. You know, just I just kept waiting for it to make its kill. It's like you know, come on, man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> coffee's cold. About I finished the pot. What am I gonna do now? Pretty interesting, though. Birds are amazing. Like you say, those National Geographic things. When they slow those things way down, you see like a, an eagle in Alaska. Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, they see the, the, the wings fan, uh, you know, fan out and you know, the talons come up mm -hmm. and they hit the water come up with a salmon. It's always cool. I like watching that shit, man. It's crazy stuff, dude. Yeah, man. Nature is a mofo. It sure is. True that, true that, true that, true that, man. So you're uh, you're winding down the school year, and uh, all your little rugrats are going to be uh, most of them going to be heading home. You, some of them you'll still have to deal with all summer, huh? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't get any weekdays off this summer. <laughs> like school gets out on a Wednesday, and our summer camp thing starts on Thursday. Damn those working parents. <laughs> but, uh, that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super looking forward to that part of it. Uh, we, I get July 3rd off. Woo. Oh, there you go. And I'm going to do a half day on July 10th because one of my boys is getting hitched on a Friday. This guy, he's that he, age, man. He's yeah. been getting hitched for like, since we've known him. Like, yeah. ever. <laughs> How many of you had a couple trips back to Boston? Well, actually, your wedding is the first wedding uh, oh, that's that we'd had to go to in a long while. Yeah. To get, well, I had to go to another one sort of recently. But there, there was, my wife was like just going, what the heck, you know? I mean, we got to go. Because we're at that. I'm at that age. We, 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 the three of us have three different uh, decades <laughs> going on here. It's kind of interesting because I was having this conversation with my wife. and Because and, uh, she's like, she was all upset. Because everybody she knows, everybody we know, mostly she knows because I don't know anybody, uh, is getting divorced. I'm like, well, sure, we're 45. <laughs> all those, remember all those weddings we had to go to when we were in our late 20s, early 30s? Bam, bam, those bam, people bam. have now had kids and realize how much their life sucks, and they're now <laughs> getting divorced. I said, you know what's going to happen next? You're going to be going to retirement parties. Then funerals. And then funerals. I said, it's just a circle of life thing going on here. So us going to a, a wedding uh, uh, with... More or less younger people, right? Uh, there were some older people, but there, were, there was like older people and your age people. But the older Swoop people and I, they, we were like the in between. The, there wasn't a lot of us, and so it was kind of interesting to uh, to see that again. I was like, I didn't miss. I don't miss. I don't miss that age. I don't miss that late twenties, early thirties. We're like everybody. And I also point out to my wife. Remember all those horrible uh, uh, baby showers you had to go to. Like, you haven't had to go to the main of those recently, have you? <laughs> it's graduations coming up next. Yeah. Graduations. So. Which now I've had to go to a few of those in the last couple of years. Which <laughs> year? A few of those as well. Yeah. 
went to your wedding, which was like a week ago, right? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. So last weekend was my kid's prom, right? So they're saying, oh, we're going to do this, and then we're all going to go take pictures, and then we're going to head to the prom, which is in L.A. And so, all right. And, uh, prom's in L.A.? Yeah, their prom was at the uh, Science Center. And, um, it's a weird place for a prom. Well, we yeah. always did ours in like, downtown San Diego, which we did ours further, right. which my, is my, further my, away my from where my, my high school no, was. No, no, not where it is so much as the uh, Science Center seems odd. That seems like an odd... No, nah, they have all they throw some they swanky have, parties. They there, have some cool, yeah. cool events there. Yeah, so uh, That's a cool building. He texts me. You know, I I said, "Where'd you go?" He goes, "Oh, I went to this thing." Well, like, text me the pictures of where you you know you want to see your pictures from the you know before the thing. I'm looking. I go, "That's where T Bone's wedding was." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I know. I saw the picture you posted of his wedding, and I recognized it when we got there." <laughs> but why Why is he there? That's nowhere they, they, near the science. They, nowhere near the science. <laughs> no, they all go like I saw half, half the like I saw a bunch of Wilt, uh, his high school people were taking pictures over by the by the boathouse, right. and they take pictures before they go to the, to the prom, right? They take we pictures. Took, at home, we took those pictures and, in the backyard. Then they go. Then they yeah, exactly. So then they go. <laughs> they go. Just the kids go take pictures elsewhere, right? I said I saw a bunch of people by the by, by the boathouse. He goes. Reefers. He says, yeah, those. That's just like the regular place. We went to we went somewhere else. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh, I recognize that place. We, we were we were standing right there last week. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's what I said. Good You're job, listening- high school kids. <laughs> Class in the join up. You're listening to Swoops Roll of the Talk Story Radio Network. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and uh, we'll do some uh, beer, brewskis beer tasting. This is real. I mean, I saw real uh, Saturday night. Uh, went to go see him. He was playing at. Uh, What's that place called? Cuban Pete's down on Pine. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was really good, man. It was the first time I've seen him play live. But this is Real Right. This is Just Friends. Back after this. Just 17. I swear to God, man, that thing was a dream with a body so mean. Hair full of steam. Till I told her that life ain't always what it seems. Come here, baby, though. I know we kinda young and I be wild enough for fun. But your loving kept me numb to the fact that I, I compromised. See, I lost myself when I was in those eyes. And it was a whole new game when I was in those vibes. Holly High East Side, baby, please realize that. Keeping it cold was how I survived this game of life. The pain is strife, and I earned all mine. I ain't thank these stripes for those tainted nights when I ain't thank you right, but I thank you like the everyday drama. So pause like a comma. I ain't with it, little mama. I'm solo, dolo. Baggage of my life for this journey like Frodo. And I ain't worried about swag, but a nigga got mojo. Lost to powers, we got lost to showers. That feeling was ours, but you got the wrong friends, and I ain't feeling them cowards. The final hours moving through the sands. Girl, I'm not your man. You in the zone, but baby, we just friends. It ain't really what you wanted to begin. We just friends, you said. I'm everything you wanted in a man. But we just friends. Ha <laughs> ha. Baby, we just friends. Blah, blah, blah. 
to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. At seven, I shower. Every day I wake up For at those five caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. For a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Exine Cervenka. You're listening to Swoop's World. Yeah. 
Hello, this is James Eday from the Dub Rock Duo. Just wanted to let you know that you're listening to Swoop World.
Welcome back to Shoes <laughs> World on the Talk Story Radio Network. Throw in some cheeseburgers. You gotta, you gotta put that in quotes, man. <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> so we're gonna be doing our brewskis beer tasting here in a bit. I gotta figure out how to flip this camera. Ah, oh, double tap to flip camera. There you go, man. There we go. Oh, double tap. Double tap. Double tap. Double tap. There's T Bone. Like Zombieland. Swoop! And Peter's here. We're getting ready to do some brewskis beer tasting, so we'll figure out how this uh, how this thing works, man. We'll get this we'll get this working here. Got to bring it out far enough for everybody to get in the screen, man. But I guess we can't do that. So. You're gonna have to get one of those. Uh, yeah, a selfie stick, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, one of those, man. So uh, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? Uh, you ready for the? Oh, we're still a couple minutes early, huh? So we'll just kind of. Try out this oh, whole, yeah. try out this whole A wise man thing, once yeah. told me, go ugly early. <laughs> there's T-Bone. Hey. And uh, there's Peter. And, of course, I'm Swoop. And uh, we're here every Wednesday night doing our thing. We're going to do our beer tasting. We do beer tasting about this time every week. And uh, so what are we going to be tasting here, Peter? Should I, should I hit the intro? Sure. They can't hear the intro on, on Periscope, but, uh, you know... People on the radio can, so we got to play. Got to play that. There's our brewski's intro. It's time for brewski's, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Road Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for brewski's, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. You're up, man. Oh, happy Wednesday! Welcome to the most important part of the show, the part where we officially drink beer, and tonight. Uh, we're having Bear Republic. I think we all agree. One of our one of our faves. We do like a little Bear Republic. Uh, last week we were drinking uh, their Racer Racer Five. Ah, oh, that's right. Huh? Uh, which is uh, one of my favorite IPAs. Um, I found it in a twelve pack somewhere at a good price. Um, so tonight we're drinking a, a seasonal uh, called the Mach Ten. It's an a double IPA. And I shall read to you all what they have to say about their own beer. I'm the cameraman. Uh, Pass through the event horizon with this double IPA. American Cascades melt a citrus blast with spicy English first golds, savor an intense hoppiness, smooth bitterness, and subtle malt character. Prepare to go hypersonic. Um, They've got... uh, 9.2% 9.2% alcohol. Oh, and, yeah, and 100 IBUs, which is nice. That's sounding like right up in our in our wheelhouse there. So, uh, we're gonna, uh, you guys have poured? I haven't poured yet. Yes. All yes, right. we poured. So, why don't we start over there with Mr. T Bone? Well, let's uh, salute, man. We got to do yeah, the yeah. old salute thing. How do you do this thing? T-Bone. Wow. I like that. Ooh. That's nice. Got to get that second sip in there. Um, (laughs) Wow, there's, yeah, a little bit of a peppery, smoky kind of thing thing going. Um, This is really good, man. Yeah. Uh, And you, other than just the fact that this is, Kind of an explosion of subtle flavors. You you don't get any overwhelming sense that this is a beer that's got nine plus percent alcohol. No, uh, it it's got a little more subdued, balanced hop malt thing going than 
I would have guessed, but uh, I like the whole thing. This, this is a great, great beer. You're a cameraman now. I guess being Peter. <laughs> oh, my turn. Uh, I'm loving this, and as T-Bone said, it's got a very, very pleasant um, balance there. Uh, if I had one complaint. You wouldn't be you. <laughs> I'm a guy that likes multi beers. And, um, and a lot of times the IPAs tend to be too hop forward. I like, I like a, uh, my ideal IPA is one that is a balance there. And these guys have nailed it. So I have no complaints as far as these guys are concerned. These guys, they've, they've got it. And a, quite an interesting spice. Um, not quite as resiny as some of our other mm-hmm. ones, but still in that category. And as T Bone said, at nine point two percent, smooth. You know, very smooth. Yeah. And that's an adjective I don't throw around lightly because that's, <laughs> that's almost always the first thing that comes out of pretty much all of our guests. <laughs> some of these beers ain't smooth. <laughs> this one though. Uh, this is a, this is a great beer. This is one of one of the better ones we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, the balance on and we've this. We've been on a good run. Yeah, and the balance on this, you guys were right. This balance is spot on on this one. Um, a lot of times we I, I like a real hoppy beer, and uh, sometimes we get something that's you know a lot more malty than narrow hoppy. But to me, this is this is this is pretty equally balanced, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's quite tasty. Quite tasty. T Bone, scale of one to ten, ten being best. Uh, can I, I would give it a 9.2, but that would make my math really hard. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9, I'm going to give it a 9. Peter. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this, and I am a solid, I'm going to go even as high as a 9.5 on this one. Yeah, I'm sitting pretty close to a 9.5 myself, <laughs> so, uh, we got a 192, uh, no, you went to 9. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make it easy, you can go 9.25. <laughs> I know you know the math there. But. Peter, what are we eating with this, man? Uh, this is, first of all, we, we have talked often about IPAs not being drink all days. Uh, was it last week or the week yeah. before we had one that was a great last beer? Last week, last week. But we agreed was was not a drink all day beer. This, except for the fact that it's 9.2% alcohol, uh, is a drink all day beer. This is just, this is, for me, a perfect beer. It's got that balance. It, you don't get puckered. And- uh, and I, pickled, I you think know? you might be able to refer to this as a drunk all day beer. Drunk all day, yes, that would definitely, definitely. So you would be. This yeah. is a definite. You could definitely stand alone with this one if if you can uh, if you have the stamina, and I imagine the pocketbook. You, <laughs> could, uh, you could probably drink all day on this one. Uh, if you're going to pair it up, um, you're going to think uh, you know this is a meat and potatoes type of beer, something because it, it's still it is still very. Uh, uh, it's got a lot of oomph. It's it's gonna overwhelm your salad courses and all that stuff. So think meats, barbecue, grilled stuff. If you're gonna try to pair it up with something like like cheeses, think super sharp, cheddar, uh, and spicy chili lime flavored cashew. You know those crazy things they put right. up. Right. Uh, heavily wasabi flavored something. Uh, this is a big beer. It's going to need a big flavor to go with. Really tasty. Uh, one of the best ones we've had in a long time. Scored a big, uh, what are we getting, a nine and a half on this one? Uh, nine, 9.25. Yeah, 9.25 or 9.33, depending on what your score actually was. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was actually 9.5. Okay, so 9.33. 3.33. Three, 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 <laughs> three, this one else. 
Yeah. Perpetuity. <laughs> well, as always, every uh, Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, we do a little Brucey's Beer Tasting. And this one, again, Peter, is a Bear Republic Bear Mach Republic 10. 10. The, the label's got a whole uh, Japanese thing about it. Like, like uh, a Speed Racer looking thing. Uh, speed Racer. It's a, uh, uh, what's, what's that called? Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it'll come to me as soon as I stop. Mangi, mangi, mangi. Manga, sort manga, of stuff. Manga, yeah. Uh, but specifically, like the whole ships that turn into other things. Yeah. That, you know, gave birth to Transformers and all that. That's what this looks like, is, is sort of a, a nod to. Uh, I like the label. You make a close up on it. It, yeah. it made it a little hard to, to actually read mm. as far as, uh, you know, like read what it was. Yeah. Uh, but colorful. I liked it. So uh, I'm not sure where that comes from. I'm sure there's a story behind it, but I couldn't find it. I feel like on. there should be someone on the cover, on the label there with blue hair and like right. je- jelly bean <laughs> shaped hands and feet uh-huh. and everything else. And those sort of like generic eyes that are sort of somewhere between round eye. Uh-huh. And a mouth. That oh, if it were, if they were a video, then you know the mouth would be either completely like one tiny little line when you're not talking, or one giant open right. mouth right, all right. the time that the talking is. That's happening. what that's so. what it seems like they're going for, and uh, I'm sure there's a story. I'm sure there's a reason for all that. Uh, besides, just it might just be uh, fans of that style. But uh, it's a good it's a good beer, and, and as we have talked about many times. Uh, Bear Republic is one of our faves. They they do they do good beer. Nice. Uh, and this I gotta say is probably the best I've had from them, and as you said, one of the best we've had uh, recently. Quite some time. Hey, well, want to thank you for all the hearts. Uh, I can't figure out who's doing it because uh, it's our first time on Periscope, so we're getting, we're getting some love there. So a shout out to uh, whoever's giving us the love. That's gonna do it for us on Periscope. If you wanna listen to us live, we're at swoopsworld.com, and. Uh, Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Spread love. Thanks for the love, man. That is... Oh, that's Seattle Mac, man. 401. Yeah, I uh, checked him out yesterday, and he's doing the puff puff pass thing. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in, and uh, we're out. Oh, yeah, because I I, I was trying to... Manage the Periscope. Mm-hmm. So that's our first Periscope. So I, I think it's saved there. If you got the Periscope app, you could see our, our, our attempt at our first Periscope. We'll get better at it. And uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do our brewskis, and uh, that's all a lot of fun. And uh, it's kind of hard with the turning around and stuff like that, but uh, we made it work. We are about, uh, wow, what about uh, 14 minutes away from, uh, not even that, 13 minutes away from whoo, Anthony Davis and how about a little uh, audible.com, Peter? Audible.com. Well, as you know, Swoop uh, is a big uh, what a, uh, sniper guy. Yeah, I, 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 ventured out, I ventured out this time around, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What? I, I'm actually uh, doing a little educational thing. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a, educational a, thing? a series of uh, courses. This is uh, They have a, what they call the great courses. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, like iTunes U. Okay. And so I'm listening to one called Nutrition Made Clear. Huh? And uh, the, the the doctor uh, who's uh, doing the uh, doing the uh, lectures is also the Houston Ast- Houston Texans nutritionist, and she uh, professor at Baylor and at Rice, I believe. So huh? it's pretty interesting. It's uh, cool stuff. Well, the point is, is that there's a lot of great stuff on Audible. 
Uh, I've been listening to uh, some military science fiction, cool stuff, um, and just tons and tons of great. Two hundred fifty thousand, over two hundred fifty thousand titles. Lots of great talent reading this stuff. Uh, so, if you're in the car traveling, if you're at the gym on the on the spin machine or whatever it is you need to do, where you just need to, you know, let the body do what it's got to do, and you need to listen to something. Uh, instead of listening to music, you could be listening to a book or instructional stuff. Uh, AudibleTrial.com forward slash SwoopsWorld. You go that route. That will get your first download for free. The show will earn a few pennies. That will help us out. And um, make sure you pick something long. You know, something yeah, definitely. Hours and hours because it's that free credit. Get so their money's credit. worth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's lots of great opportunities to, to listen to books. Uh, Actually, and then Swoop and I were talking about this last week. Uh, I tend to—I'm actually listening to more books than I'm reading, uh, and I've always been a big reader, so that's that's saying something. And uh, I find it quite enjoyable. Uh, so, audibletrial.com forward slash Soup's World. Check it out. Your first download's free, and the show will earn a few a few pennies that way. Yeah, yeah. DraftKings, man. All right. So, if you are a, a fan of the good old-fashioned, used to be America's pastime. Uh, that's baseball to the layperson. Then or baseball. Baseball. Very very good. Been very very good to me. Um, I don't know how to say DraftKings in Spanglish, so I'm going to say DraftKings. And you need to get on over there to DraftKings right now and start yourself a little one week fantasy baseball team. And then you know because it's a process, it's a trial and error kind of thing. If things don't go so hot, you get to start again next week. And if you're like me and it takes you a long time to learn your lessons, then you might want to start again a few more times. Oh, yeah. I had to to work that one in there. Um, So check it out, though. I mean, it's got all of the sports that you would normally be a fantasy participant in, but this time around... There's no long-term deal, so if you get a if you get a turkey of a team, you can dump it next week and maybe get a dodo instead and keep uh, down or upgrading, depending. There's no commitment. Zero. <laughs> you heard it from T-Bone first. No commitment here. No and commitment. You can, you can get there by... Uh, How do I sign up? <laughs> if, you, if you sign up by going to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. So check it out. That is DraftKings. DraftKings. For all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks, R-O-W-O-R-X. He's got indoor rowing, personal training, boot camp, and much, much more, specializing also in triathlons. He just uh, competed this past weekend at, uh, in an Ironman in Hawaii. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Some craziness, man. That's 70.3-mile activity he participated in but he had a good time and uh if you need to get in shape stay in shape or just train for an event or just you know like to get out and once in a while see the good view sitting there at the boathouse while you do some indoor rowing go see rowworks go see jack at rowworks 5750 boathouse lane here in the city of long beach www.roworx.com give him a call at 562-688-1716 let him know the swoops world sent you and if you're listening to this currently, your first visit is free. If you heard it in the archives, your first week is free. 
<laughs> no, just tell them when you're there. You heard it today, and you get your first day free, and uh, you'll enjoy it. And uh, it's good times there, man. So we we'll check that out. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and get some Anthony Davis on here, see what he's got to talk about in the world of sports. This here is J.R. Cali Breeze. Yeah. It's J.R. Cali Breeze. Bam, bam. We cool breeze chilling over here. Yeah. Yeah. Young nigga on his grind, trying to get the truth out, digging through the lies. Dealing with this life, got me smoking on the trees. And since money equals power, I've been focused on the cheese. Every day I sin, but I can't even help it. So every night I pray, like, God, can you help this? Chilling outside in the front of my mom's blunt rap packages all on the lawn. Sitting with a new port, writing me a song. I felt on top, then I felt like Rome. I was always in the U, cause it felt like home. And I hope she don't ask about this L.I. Flown. I ain't gotta introduce you, you already know This is Y'all from a city already known Where them niggas keep it tucked, keep it burner in the skinny And the women like the fuck, even though they exodity I'm just out here doing me Smoke a blunt before 12, maybe 2 or 3 My mama knows, so I don't really care what y'all think I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze The Cali breeze, the Cali breeze I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze The Cali breeze I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. I'm just out here doing me. Smoke a blunt before 12, maybe 2 or 3. My mama knows, so I don't really care what y'all think. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. I must admit, this life's a trip. By the age of 23, divorced with two kids. I just want you to know who's behind this pen. And I go through it too. I don't just rhyme and shit. The illusion of a struggle is a lie I wish. And the trip to the top was a ride I missed. They say I'm lucky that I made it. I say nah, I'm blessed. There just aren't that many options when I'm dealing with stress. And my success is in progress. So don't count me out. Captivating with the lyrics so y'all hear me out. I'm sincere with my rap, so y'all feel me now. So this music has the cattle pull me off the ground. I be cool breeze chilling on the daily. Deep thought wondering where this life will take me. High in the clouds, call me Blue Sky J and Fan Bam. Music is the crew I bang. I'm just out here doing me. Smoke a blunt before 12, maybe 2 or 3. My mama knows, so I don't really care what y'all think. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. I'm just out here doing me. Smoke a blunt before 12, maybe 2 or 3. My mama knows, so I don't really care what y'all think. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. The Cali breeze. I let my cush smoke blow in the Cali breeze. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Sleep all day. I'm on 
public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, this is Kelly Z. We're Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and Ameriblues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. You got word this morning. Not that I mind looking. I just. I hear you, man. And welcome back to Swiss World. We Free the about, nip. <laughs> we're about three minutes away from a little AD, and uh, I just texted him to let him know where you're calling, and he might be eating some... Finish up his fish fry. Maybe doing some uh, You Buy We Friday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, AD's always a lot of fun, so I'm uh, hoping uh, he gives me the, the scoop on which number to call, otherwise I've got to be quick on the uh, trigger finger here, mm-hmm. you know. Starts going off. Yeah, exactly. You reached. Hello. We gotta have ELO stage, so if he doesn't answer, we can switch right over to that. Oh, next week our guest is Joan Steiger. She used to be married to Rod Steiger, the the, the uh, famous actor. She'll be calling in, and uh, we'll talk to her. That's just a debate. And, <laughs> and uh, see what she's got going on. She's got a new book coming out, so uh, we're going to talk to her. Is it a tell-all? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Have I, haven't, I haven't picked up a copy yet. And, uh, but we'll have we a didn't get to... an advanced copy so uh, that we know, can man. do our homework. We, uh, we, I'm going to have to make a call to that publicist. Is it Joan? Joan, your publicist needs to step up. Step up to the plate now. We, we need some. We need some advance copies. Uh, well, that, that we do. That we do. That's how we roll. You know. We do our homework. Uh, all right. We're gonna. We're gonna try to give AD a call. Chance. We're gonna chance it. We're gonna chance it here in just a second, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's the right number, and he, uh, he answers up tonight. Let's see. football game, I'm going to hear the song and I expect to hear a (laughs) 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 Let's try this one more time They associate sounds very readily Yes, exactly All right, AD Yes. How you doing, brother? Good evening 
And we like to welcome our regular uh, contributor to the show, Anthony Davis. He's a five-time national champion, two-time All-American over at USC, played football and baseball, and he played in the NFL, the WFL, and the CFL. How you doing, brother? Doing fine. Always great to have a chance to chat with you, man. Why'd you hang up on us a second ago, man? Well, maybe I'd want to talk to you guys tonight. Maybe I'd tell you through the phone. Oh, exactly, exactly. There's times I don't want to talk to you either. That voice in my head doesn't shut up. Oh shit! It's always uh, it's all. Let's just jump right out of it, man. Uh, uh, this week, so much something going on, man. Uh, let's start off with Ray Rice. Ray Rice having a tough time trying to find a team to sign him, man. Well, first of all, he's going to have a tough time because the problem is, I mean, it was, it was like when he was with the Baltimore Ravens, it wasn't like he was a featured back. It was like he was part of the offense, a part of that he was assembled with Flacco. And so it wasn't like, you know, he was a good runner, but he wasn't that runner that would just pop out at you. Don't get me wrong, he'll be steady, but, I mean, where can he go? And I'm just telling you, from a PR standpoint, the league, it's unfortunate. He's never been in trouble, but that one incident in that casino, in that video, is unbelievable. So yeah, it's going to be tough for him getting signed. And basically how they think about running backs to any way that they're dime a dozen, you got, I mean, you got to be almost Adrian Peterson-like to be able to hook up with some other, anybody else because most of them feel that you, know, you can get an adequate running back in your system, and that's all you need. And why bring the baggage in? And I think... Everything should be on notice to everyone in the league for what ha- what's happening to Ray Rice because he can't get back in the league. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if, if it gets a, a desperate with certain teams, everybody's hurt, I can see picking him up. But even still, there could be somebody else they can pick up too. Right. That's unfortunate for him because of the way they view running backs today and how they draft running backs today. And you know, basically, you know, it's really a dime a dozen. There's a whole lot of guys in the league that run now. There's guys on practice squads that can run. Yeah, and guys walking the street can run. So I'm just saying. So it's really unfortunate for him, but he, but everybody should take note and take notice of what's happening to him. Yeah, they. I mean, they anybody else they're putting out of the league because they're not playing around. They will protect that shield at all costs now. Yeah, and you know the like kind of like you said, he's he's uh, he's been an exceptional back in the NFL, but not an offense-defining back like an Adrian Peterson. And right. when you consider not just the financial cost of hire, of uh, signing Ray Rice as opposed to, you know, an undrafted rookie, aside from the perceived difference in production that might be there and, you know, comparing that to the, to the contract cost, you've got all of the PR cost nightmare that comes along with it, unfortunately. Right. And, you know, like you said, he's been – relatively trouble-free his entire career up until, you know, he knocked his... That one, that his one night. Out and, uh, caught it on camera. Man, and that, man that an elevator, that, that was unbelievable. It was. <laughs> it was. It was kind of messed up, you know? It sort of, it sort of warrants a little bit of the hullabaloo surrounding it. But, Absolutely. You know, wrong uh, place, wrong time, poor judgment. Both of them yeah, were intoxicated. It, the thing is, it looked, it, looked, it looked like Edward and Susan... It had drank a, a, a gallon of vodka and got in an elevator and started swinging at each other. That's basically how it looked like. Yeah. And matter of fact, I mean, who knows? She might have done some stuff, what, slamming it, slapping it, so they never caught her. They caught him. 
you know, it, it's it's one of those things, man. You know, these guys, these guys know that. Uh, first of all, you can't put your hands on anybody, and second of all, there's it's, all, it's like a whole list of things. You can't put your hands on anybody. There's you cameras really everywhere. Can't put your you hands have a job, you have a job where uh, where uh, you know your behavior is 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 paramount to you keeping it. Uh, so these guys need to learn. And, and, and you guys mentioned somebody here, and we're going to talk talk about him because he had some things to say this week. Is is Adrian Peterson? I mean, he. Uh, he 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 had some good points. I think he's naive, but he had some good points. He was his statements were that you know the, nobody respects the contract. Uh, you know it, it's all in the it's all in the uh, the owner's hands and this type of thing. The teams the teams hold all the weight, and and he's right. They can they can release you. And, uh, they can release you, and you, and you're kind of screwed. Has it ever has, it, has but, it ever been otherwise? No, but uh, but uh, and but that's, you but you, that, you can't that, walk you can't walk away from your thing. contract. Uh huh. But not. But since you're talking about it, not in his particular situation, he did speak for the other players. But in his particular situation, yeah, they can release him. He's guaranteed a lot of money. So, right. but somebody else, yes, that's true. But with him, oh, you can release me. You're gonna give me so much amount of money. Oh, and by the way, if you release me, you still got to pay me, and then I can go somewhere else and play. Well, that's, his a, case, that's that's a question. He was hoping they would do that. Right, and apparently, apparently they've come to some deal. He's going to stay, but apparently, yeah, they can release you and still have to pay you, but they don't have to. They don't have to. And correct me if I'm wrong. Allow you to play for some other team. Some other team doesn't necessarily have the ability to pick you up. Well, put it this way: No, if they release him, if they release him, he still has guaranteed money in his particular case. Okay, right. If they release him, he can go play somewhere else. Okay. Unless unless they unless they agree to avoid that, they pay his guarantee, not they're not obligated to pay his side, and then he can go negotiate with another team under the under the CBA. But but if if they don't, they can trade him, which are not going to trade him because they know he's valuable. He's got three more years, so they knew in his particular case he's stuck. The owner controls it all because he has a three-year deal. And he's willing to pay him his guaranteed money, pay what he's making every year, because he is the highest paid running back in the league. But what kills me with some of these players, and I understand, and they, you know, they're talented, and and yeah, they bring money to the table, and and they bring they put asses in the in the seats. But the right. bottom line is, it's a business, and no matter where you work, the owner or the you know, chief executive officer, or how you want to name it, they yeah. do hold all the cards. Yeah. They always I, have and always will. I have always philosophical will. differences with my employer. Tom Brady found that out too. <laughs> and you know what? As much as I might want to keep working there at my agreed upon rate of pay, she can decide at any time to tell me to go kick rocks, and right. it's up to my attorneys that I can't afford <laughs> to tell her otherwise. Right. So, I mean, you know, these guys, I don't have much sympathy for No, you don't. Situation. I mean, but, 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 but let's look at the other shoe on the football. Let's look uh-huh. at Tom Brady for a minute. Now, Tom Brady's been a good team guy. He's always allowed other players to come in, and, he, and he'll take less, spread his change his structure, his contract, let guys come in, and blah, 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 A, A to Z. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, he figured out that, hey, man, manager's on one side, now you're a player. No matter what you did for us, you're still the player now. So you've got to lean on your attorney because you got the money to do it. And now you've got to lean on the player association. And basically, in their own separate situation, him and Peterson's in the same boat. Owners just said, you coming to play? Oh, and, and Tom said, you know something? 
yeah, you won. We won. You won uh, four Super Bowls, but you know you still play in our management. So I got to roll with the management. I'm not going to stand up for you anymore. Well, this is exactly why Kobe didn't restructure his contract because he said, the, you, he said, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, the, the household's on all, <laughs> all the cards. Why, why should I restructure my contract? And you know what? You know, right. I, I got a whole lot of problems with Kobe, but I, he's spot on on that one. That's for yeah. damn sure. Right. Because well, he, he's day, smart on that one. In, in, in his closing contract, he gets, he got paid. And the fact is, the fact that, that Tom Warner did that deal and all the money that the Bus family got, hey, Kobe, I take my hat off to you. you the, that's for, to me, that's one of the smartest things you did by being in the NBA. Get your closing contract. That's exactly what he did. And that was a smart move. Oh yeah, with all his injuries, that I mean, that is very smart. And if he can, if he can, if he can get the Lakers another year or two, if they allow him to go another extra year, that's frankly benefit he's, Lakers. He's already stated this is his last season in the NBA. I you got to, you, you got to realize this. This guy's been playing pro ball since he was what seventeen years old, something like that. Right. I think Michael right. Jordan said that once, though. Well, he, he wouldn't play baseball. And I'm pretty sure Brett Favre said that once, too. Yeah, yeah he did. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, these guys have an itch. Yeah, they do. And you can't blame them. Well, no, I mean. You can't blame them at all. But if you, if you, because you, you realize to play professional sports, you've been, you've been suiting up since you've been about eight or nine years old. So when it's time and to by go. by the time you're 19 or 20, you're getting paid for it. You're like, that'd be a hard thing to walk away from. Yeah, I mean, AD. You I might mean, think it was a t- – You, you was, had to make that decision, and I know you had some injuries and stuff, but it has to be a tough decision to make. Well, well you know, it depends on the, it depends on the sport, it depends on the player, the, what, what, the, what the guy wants to do. With me, I was pretty much tired uh, because of certain structured things with the Rams. And people don't know. One of the reason I stopped playing because when Carol Rosen got killed, that changed the whole process of how I was going to be used at the Rams. Now, I'm going to say it on your show. His plan was to put me and Cullen Bryant in the same backfield with the Rams back then. But when he died, things changed. That, that, was, that was one of the giving factors that I got at the game. And not that I was beat up anyway, but I was motivated that he really wanted me because I was a hometown boy. But that's the reason I got out of the game. Everybody has the reasons why they're getting out of the game. Kobe's been playing 20 years. Kobe won five titles, for example. He's been doing, like you see, he's been playing basketball since he was a knee high. I've been playing football since I was 12. So, I mean, the bottom line is the circumstances of in, in given any, any athlete's career is why they move on. He's like the guy with concussion. One year he was out. Patrick Willis, Sam Zoo, hey, man, the injuries, I'm out. They're not forcing not even said he can touch. And that's what that pretty much happened to me. I, the, my... my the air came out of the balloons for me when Carol Rosen got killed with the Rams when he was on it. Yeah. That, that is what the public doesn't know. You know now because I'm telling you what happened. And when I, he I, died, wherever, how he died, under suspicion for a lot of people think, uh, that's one of the reasons that I, that's one of the main reasons I walked away from football. I just find it hard to believe you let him call you a hometown boy. I'm sorry, he called me every once one of these fans. I mean, that's what you can do. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Carol. Give me what you need, brother. I'll take that slap on the cheek. <laughs> AD, a couple, a couple other quick things here, man. I, I know you were a two-sport athlete, and I'm reading this thing on ESPN website today, and it's titled Allen Iverson, Notre Dame QB. It says, could have happened. Gary Moore, Iverson's longtime manager, told Bleacher Report that it was our dream. And he says, we watched the Fighting Irish on TV every Saturday. 
He was supposed to be in the uh, see, he was never supposed to be in the NBA. He goes, we were focused on the NFL. He should be in Canton as we speak. What are your thoughts? Well, I've never seen uh, Iverson play quarterback. If that's the position, right? Right. And I mean, and, and if he was that good, but let me tell you something. He's like two French fries. I mean, that guy on the way, but 150 pounds. <laughs> Crispy cook. <laughs> he probably made. But I would choice. say he has a he has he has a harder line. But was Iverson just six feet, barely six one? What is he? He wasn't the tallest guy on the court. That's for sure. I think he's like six no, one. But, yeah. But I mean, his size and stature as a college quarterback made more sense than his size and stature in the NBA. Uh, well, absolutely. But how much did he weigh in college? What did he weigh? He's NFL only weighed 150 pounds. What did he weigh? 160 pounds in the NBA. 150 pounds in the NBA. Yeah, let's, let's let's pull up his stats. Real Depends quick. on if he was wearing those oh. awesome shoes. And <laughs> <laughs> he took a shower. He might wear all that just with all his clothes on. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's no, see. No, we can't go. We can't take. But let me the, say. The but let me say this: if he could play football the way he played right? basketball, it could be exception to the rule. But he's man, he was so small. He was six. He's six foot. Yeah. And how much did he weigh? Uh, I don't have that stat right now. No, and, and the basketball roster way. might be more illuminating in terms of his actual weight. Because well, first of all, if he weighed more than one sixty-five, one seventy, I'd be I would be surprised. But I don't think he weighed that hundred seventy-five. One sixty-five. See, come on, that's just, that's just I mean, hey, look, I weighed that as junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a sophomore, weighed that yeah, much almost. That was, that was almost. my I mean, sophomore weight, right there. Same, same yeah, weight. I mean, so, you know, my he actual weight. That in the he weighed that in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he might have had it the heart of the line, but did he did he have the, the weight and the stamina and the strength to, to play that position? I I, have no I, I agree with Peter. Did. I think he made. I mean, he made the right choice. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I think so. I mean, yeah. come on now. I, he, 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 I, I don't look, see him. I made the wrong choice. Based on him, he made the right choice. I made the wrong choice. Yeah. I should have been a major league baseball player. No, it's no, it's no reason. It, there's no way I should have stepped on the football field of what I know now. As a number one, as a top draft pick. There's no way I should have played football anywhere. Matter of fact, I should have left high school and went straight to the Baltimore Orioles and played in the major league 15 to 20 years. That's we, what I should have done. Then we don't have those 72, 74 national championships, man. Well, yeah, you're right, but I mean, you know, but don't don't get me wrong. There's water under this. There's water under the bridge, and I'm still happy and fortunate to be able to do what I've done. So, uh, you know, that's what happens in life. You have choices in life, and you you deal with them, you live with them. Twice and I'm right, living man. with mine. Let's uh, while we're we're on the NBA sorta, let's uh, let's let me ask you about this. Usually, the story about the Warriors and uh, what they call <clears throat> wearable wearable technology. And uh, have you had a chance to check that out? No, I really didn't get to do that. Being on the road so much today, I didn't really get to you know see that on the computer anywhere. You know, I mean, let me tell you a little bit about it, man. It, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of modern age stuff, you know. They were saying that, you know, when Steve Kerr decided, I'm just going to read parts of it, it was time to rest four players in mid-March. His team had already won 51 games and was cruising to the best record in the Western Conference by landslide. So still the complaints rolled in, angry, angry emails and tweets directed at Kerr from fans who paid good money to see the NBA's best team and its all-star backcourt of Curry and, and Thompson. He said it was, over, it was somewhat of a con- controversy. 
you know, he suffered some Twitter backlash and something. And somebody tweeted, "Nothing like spending two hundred fifty dollars on tickets for my son's seventh birthday, only to, for you to uh, bench his favorite uh, player." Seventh birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, There's and, a first problem. Exactly, and a, yeah. and a lot of a lot of things along those ways. Well, what what has been what happened throughout the year? Um, they had a they had a thing where oh gosh, I can't find it now. Okay, here it is. They uh, there's some type technology that they were using, and I guess it's available to every every team. Uh, the, the the they they decided to uh, to utilize this technology, and uh, it red flag things for guys who were who maybe uh, hurt. So they had uh, players fill out a questionnaire every week, uh, talking about how they felt, you know, how they slept, uh, if they had any aches and pains, uh, soreness, fatigue, sleep sleep quality, so and so. Then they also had, uh, they were using the NBA's what they call sports view camera in games and, uh, and, and wearable technology uh, from catapult sports in practice. And uh, apparently with the, uh, with the game time sports view cameras, it captured uh, frames at 25 frames per second. Teams can monitor players' movement, intensity, and acceleration and spot drop-offs that might indicate fatigue and overuse. And they said they layered that. Uh, in-game data with the metrics of the biomechanical movement device that the players wore in practice. Where they can see if you're favoring anything. Exactly. So you got any hitches in your giddy-up. Right. It's crazy stuff. And then they took that and went along with the questionnaire and they determined if the guy, because they say there's more injuries due to fatigue and weariness and stuff like that than actual collisions. Anybody who's played a whole season of anything knows that's the case. Absolutely. So they use this all season long, and they, they caught heat at times for benching star players because the metrics matched up that these guys were they were fatigued and they needed to, they needed a break. And they play, what, 160? Uh, baseball's they play 162. 82. They play, what? 82. 82-game season. Uh, so, you know, they're going into the, uh, they're going into the uh, championships this week. Uh, you know, it starts, it starts tomorrow. But uh, utilizing this technology – you know, some people are giving them heat. Some other people are saying that this is this is new school technology. What are your thoughts on this kind of stuff? Well, first of all, hey, it's a new age. I mean, first of all, if they have a problem with that, you need to cut the season then. You know, because I, I know that that when you play athletics any high level, college pros, whatever, that fatigue is one of the biggest thing. And as fatigue comes in, that and the report is definitely right. When you when fatigue sits in, that's when the injuries come. Okay, just not on the wear and tear if there's a whole grilling season, but fatigue, sick, you can get hurt this in regular, regular, but when you start sitting the fatigue, that's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. If they're using this technology, then if it's good for them, it's good for the rest of the league. That's the league that adapts it. But, yeah, if I was a, if I was a fan paying $250 a ticket, and I, was, I would be a little upset, too, if the guy's not playing, but they, but they got to realize that these are human. They run up down the court, and anything can happen. So now, if it's, if it's a big concern, the league needs to get together with the player association and sit down and say, "Look, we might need to readjust the scheduling. We might not have to go. For, we might have to go sixty games instead of eighty-two games. I mean, you can do that. I mean, uh, here, here's, that's, don't, that's the only thing I can say to cut down the fatigue factor. You know, well, that, that's only that's the only thing I can say in terms of that. Now, this technology and stuff. I, I don't know if it's if it's, if it's voodoo medicine or voodoo with this or whatever, but I think it's some truth to that. I really do because of how those guys are running down the court and how they jump and stuff. 
Well, but, uh, here's, a, here's a question I have, Eddie. You know, we, we talk about, you know, we hear people say, oh, I came to watch this player play, blah, blah, blah. They didn't play, and I, I'm pissed off. You know, I don't go to a whole lot of baseball games, and I went to a couple Dodger games with Peter, you know, last 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 couple seasons. Pre- you know, be quite honest. I, I like anytime I go to Dodger game or in this this era, I'd like to see Kershaw pitch. But sometimes he's not up in the rotation. So you know, people complaining that the, 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 this player didn't play and that player didn't play. Uh, you sat him down. You know, maybe he's hurt, maybe he's not. Whatever. I, I, I find that just to be just silliness. You know, because you, if you're if you're a fan of the sport or if you're a fan of the team. You know, sometimes you take what you can get, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, as a Raider fan, I suffered through some shitty ass quarterbacks. But uh, right. you know, that's that's. I still went to the games, still enjoyed what still. I could do. <laughs> still suffered. Yeah, you, you, you have to be a serious Raider fan to deal with the tour they've dealt with the last ten years. Exactly. And I know some. Sure. I, know some I know some of the former former players of prideful Super Bowl champion Raiders. So you imagine what they dealt with, you know. Well, and, and you know, I know Cliff Branch, and I know he's close to the new owner, the inherited owner, Mark Davis. And I'm sure he wants to turn around, but the, but yeah, you suffered, and you were a diehard fan to go deal with that. That was flat out awful. So I, I have no problem. I mean, I have no sympathy for these guys to go, especially when you're spending 250 bucks for your kid's seventh birthday. Oh yeah, choke on a dick. Seriously, <laughs> nobody cares about your kid's seventh birthday. Sorry, uh, hey, nobody you cares. Raw tonight, <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. Did you get around your phone? You know, no. It's just like. I had a birthday when I was a kid where my dad skipped my birthday party to go to a World Series game. You know, like nobody cares about your birthday party. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Uh, That was raw. I'm telling you, people, that was real raw. (laughs) My words may have been slightly over the top, but my feeling is still right there. Honestly. If you want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on your kid's seventh birthday, then and you expect certain players to be in the lineup, your seven-year-old kid is not going to remember anything about that ten years from now. Well, that's true. But but you got you got some pompous people out there. Yeah, yeah. we're talking talking about somebody who's like a mid-level fifty dollars, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for something like that. You know what I mean? It's some Silicon Valley like wannabe badass. Who is just yeah. puffing his chest out? I spent this much money on my this-year-old kid's birthday, and I didn't did, get did, what did, I wanted. And it's like did he publicly cares. did he publicly do that on Facebook? Or did he, Twitter, he did it on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Even worse. Jeez. The one, the one, the one guy though. The one guy that, uh, that had an had no, the, they're, they're had an issue real, real concern, quick was so, uh, was uh, one of the players. Oh God, who was it? Um, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, uh, he he had a a, a whole row, <laughs> a whole row in, in a Denver game for his family members, and uh, he didn't get to play that. Day. He didn't get to play that game because of the Matrix. They sat him out, and uh, you know that that was one of the weird things well, you know, for, for his family. But I guess I would think the family would understand that in a play, situation. Like yeah, that. and the well, players, you got Michael Thompson. He, he got. I mean, Michael might have been understand once he explained. He figured out because I know Michael. And that that might be the wait a minute. Clay's not you know Clay's not playing tonight, but I'm sure it was explained to him. Period. Yeah, what happened? And, so. and that seems like the kind of info that is probably more privy to the players a day in advance than anyone else. Obviously, well, but you know, but 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 if the technology tell me you, know, you need to sit down and guys well, and sure. I want to play, I mean, but, what are you going to do? You know, if the, Steph the, Curry the, said, "Look, I don't care what that thing report says, I'm playing." <laughs> you know, he's you know, earned so. that, and Clay Thompson's almost at the point where he's earned that. But I, at the same time, the coaches are going to say, hey, if, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it all the way. But 
you know the the team. Yeah, you might, run, you know, I'm just saying. But yeah, if you run, if you if you run, if you do that, you might run through some controversy with your players and stuff. Yeah, the report might say that, but I might feel this way. But you know, some, you never know. I mean, if these guys really, truly, truly buy into it, then uh, that's fine. But I don't think some of the players are going to buy into it, whatever the technology is. Well, I think they'll buy into it now because it's gotten them to the it's gotten them to the to the NBA finals. You know, I mean, I. I it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like when it's kind of like when Oakland uh, when the A's went with that uh, who, who, sabermetrics and all yeah that. same 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 type of thing you know when they Billy Bean Billy Bean yeah Billy Bean you know what this reminds me of uh, if you if you look as I have I've read these things uh, about uh, Lance Armstrong and uh, Lance would show up to practice and yeah. the doctor would do a test and he's like nope. You're fatigued. Go home. And Lance would be pissed, but he went home. Yeah. Now, he was doing a whole bunch of other things, obviously, as we now know. But what he was doing was what what these guys are doing was understanding when you should work out hard, when you should take a light day, when you should take a day off, when you should when you should work a moderate day. And it's it's sort of it's where medicine and fitness meet. The field or the court or what have you. And is it is it perfect? No, but what they have been able to – they've gotten pretty far in this sort of like when is the human body optimum? And, and they have found that like you're going to have injuries when you're fatigued. And if this worked over a course of a season, it's obviously a system that – is it perfect? Perhaps not, but it's a system it that way. you probably if- should – Explore Put further. it this way. If the Golden State Warriors, based on this technology, where medicine meets technology, if they beat the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers decisively with this program they're under, you'll see people buy into it. That's if they beat them at all, let alone decisively, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's period. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, just, but I, but I'm saying if, 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 it's, if it's a 4-0 sweep, what I doubt, or they went it in five or whatever it is, and they got this program, people are going to say the program worked. That's all I'm telling you. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Even on a given day, somebody can win, or any given year, somebody can win. But but based on what you're telling me, if that happens, people are going to buy into this this, this, science, this, this uh, and, technology now. And whether people, whether the, the casual fan or the hardcore medicinal person, anyone, whether anyone buys into what's happening here or not, the league has greenlit this process and yet continues to fine teams when they sit their star players. Right. So for the NBA to do both of these things at the same time, that needs to cut out. One sure. Yeah, they need to because, do that. I mean, if, they, they the N- to... if the NBA was losing money because the teams were putting it out you know, the day before, oh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson aren't playing tomorrow – and all of a sudden no one buys tickets for that game, then the league maybe is having a financial stake in the thing. I mean, beyond that, the fact that they're fining the teams, like Popovich and the Spurs got in trouble for this over the last few years. Right. Where they were sitting we're sitting yeah, a good that... chunk of their – and, you know, that's a team that's being held together by kinesio tape and, <laughs> spit and chewing gum. You know? I mean, those guys, those guys are old. Voodoo chance. Those guys are old as hell. Damn, T-Bone. Don't get him fired but, up, man. <laughs> but, but, but for, for the league to find the team and the head coach for sitting guys and giving them a rest over the course of an 82-game season while at the same time telling them 
things that don't matter. Well, yeah, and yeah. at the same time, encouragement. This is, oh, this hey, this is what I believe. I believe that they, if they find that they, they find that this new found theory, okay, and what they see, what they develop, either they bind to this, either you cut the season, and they've talked about that. They need to cut the see, cut the game, and then they can next they'll bind to this program. That's what I would do if I'm the NBA and the NBA owners. Because if they're so concerned about money-making, injuries, and the shield, I would sit down and have a serious discussion about where way to go. You won't have the Popovich's sitting everybody down on key days and stuff when people are spending their money. You know, then you'll know how to monitor these ballplayers and running up and down the court night in, night day in and day out. You know, so that's what I would do if I was a commissioner in the association. I would sit down and talk it out. Because it does make sense that these guys, if they monitor the Golden State Warriors the way they have and the way they play, they've done a phenomenal job, I can tell you that, if, they, if they're truly religious behind what they're talking about now. Well, and, you know, from from a person on the outside of the NBA looking at it and and thinking about my experience as an athlete, I don't see a problem with the number of games that these guys play. I see a problem with the number of games these guys play in a week. Yeah. You know, there are there are weeks where NBA guys are on the floor six days a week, and they're that, on a plane that, that, four or five. That'll nights knock a week. you out. That'll yeah. that'll that, 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 get you. And you know, you could play five or six nights a week at home, and you're gonna your ass is gonna be beat by the end of that. Week. Absolutely. And when you're playing five nights a week. When you're getting on a plane at two yeah, o'clock see, in the morning after yeah. playing those games, I mean, yeah, you can see, that's see that, the, that, that's that the jet lag. As a former player, even I played once. When you fly, you play a game. Let me tell you something: if you play a, a hell of a game and you get on a plane, the plane beats you up too. Mm-hmm. The jet lag, the jet, the, the jet lag beats you up as well. So I definitely say, if you're an NBA player and you get on a plane, you. Those crazy hours they have, and they're playing five, six times a week. That, 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 as far as I'm concerned, if, if you play like that, you're earning, you're earning every penny you make. Now, no wonder your your money's supposed to be guaranteed. It's it's interesting that uh, you, you you mentioned it earlier uh, this this year when we were talking about um, games being played in Europe and stuff like that, and you said the the, the travel that these guys have to, to make, and you yeah. said it's, it's just you said it's difficult to, to go from the East Coast to the West Coast and play games, and let alone you know flying across the pond. Absolutely, and and let you get beat up and injured. No, I mean, come on, I mean it's it's tough. I mean, uh, I don't see I don't see it becoming internet again. This is this is a domestic game here. Yeah, I can see you flying over Europe every once in a while, going over England, going to China, whatever. But, you know, you pay a price when you do that, even for that that one time. I mean, that one time would throw your team off the whole season. And you know, people don't really see it, but I do see it as a former player. I can talk about it. So uh, I'm telling you, especially when you play the game of football and you travel like that, you talk about a home. When they talk about a home field advantage, there's a lot of truth to that. You're dealing with time difference. You're talking about food. You're talking about diet. All kind of stuff you do. You know. So I mean, yeah. When when you play when you when you, when you travel like that and play like they do in the NBA, oh man, that that the fatigue sits in. So oh, yeah. uh, it, it 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 it's the truth. They need to sit down and have a serious discussion about that because I frankly think they play too many games. I really do. And they play half of what baseball is, right? In, ba- in baseball, they go on these they go on these uh, they go on these these trips where they're. But- they're playing, you know, two or three teams in the, uh, you know, in, in a ten-day period. Yeah, but, yeah, but baseball, they, baseball, they're staying in the same city for three, four nights. 
That's true. At a time. That's true. That's Basketball, true. when you go on a road trip in the NBA, you're, you're in you're, Utah, you're, and then you're in New Orleans, and then right. you're in, you know, night after night after night. That's that's yeah. the biggest problem. And even baseball is like they tend to stay in this time zone. So if you're yeah. playing like the Dodgers play – They'll play Milwaukee yeah, and St. Louis. And it's hard to get hoochie when you got to finish a game and get on a plane right away. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, yeah. These guys need their poontang. <laughs> yeah, they need their poontang. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they became players. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be, they'd be saying, I could do this or I play the guitar. <laughs> it's only the see, the only thing, only guys, you talk about baseball, the guys that, that really, the pitchers, you give them the five, the five days rest, okay, you have to where they throw their arms, but those are only guys that are really resting. The rest of them, those starters on the field all the time. Yeah, yeah. and those guys get days off too, you know? I mean, yeah. There, there are, there's a reason that Cal Ripken and Lou Gehrig were guys that were noteworthy beyond just their contributions, yeah. you know, on Because they were on the field on every day. St- I mean, they showed up for work on days where everybody those needs guys a day are, off. Those guys were machines. I'm telling you, those guys I mean, are aliens. Those guys were machines. People, <laughs> people need days off. It's, it's part of, it's part of <laughs> life. And it is. Well, I think, I think the NBA needs to have, down, have, a, have a serious conversation about, you know, the wear and tear. And, and you, know, you have to really be on your P's to perform the way those guys do. So I take well, my hat off to them. And I believe they earn every dollar they make based on how they no, perform. No, absolutely. And, but and then the problem, though, is that, you know, and see, all, you of, mean, these, all of these professional guys, leagues and their owners who run the shows, they yeah. see a never-ending churning talent pool coming up that's continuously bubbling up over the surface. They've always got hundreds of of new bodies ready to go. And as much as they want to pay lip service to the idea of player safety and longevity and all that stuff, they've got cheaper, younger guys at every turn, and that's never going to change. Well, and you're absolutely right about that. it's terrible, but it's true. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. It's like I told you, like like we were talking about before with the running backs, you know? Yeah, that's what I can tell what he's mean with being with the knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's always somebody sitting there ready. They might not be as good as you, but they will replace you. They will, and if they're hungry good and, enough and, and a lot cheaper, and you're, then and you're that's saying, a they'll take. You're saying that in, in, in a lot of different facets of all these leagues. You screw up, or you do this, you whatever. If you give a team, well, we'll replace you. we got more people. You know, it's a, it's a meat market, in, in and out. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I hate so to be so blunt. Say get on the scale. Well, speaking speaking of that, Ad, our last, last last thing for tonight, man. You talk about you know guys, um, you know, can be replaced and whatnot. And what happens is um, a lot of these guys come in and uh, they get drafted for cheap and uh, they they deliver. And uh, we're looking at now uh, this year, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. You know, it's, it's about time for him to to resign. And they're, and they're talking about. Money and, and this, that, and the other. He's been in the Super Bowl twice, uh, you know, in what in three or four years as a pro. Um, what 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 happens with this? Uh, do the do these teams, you know, they have to make a decision. You know, when it, when a guy gets signed, uh, you know, out of out of the college, you know, on on the, on, the, on the cheap end, and you know the, the the chances of injury and all that kind of stuff. What's the risk that the team takes for for get, paying these guys off what they deserve because they've delivered? And uh, what, what should the guys, uh, as the athlete, where, where do they stand? Let's take Russell Wilson. They got him cheap because he's a third rounder. 
he proved himself in a dramatic way. He went from that round to two-time Super Bowl appearance and one in one championship. Based on his his body of work, he should be, be he should be one of the top paid quarterbacks in the league, hands down. In my opinion, if I'm general manager, I'm P. K. P. Carroll. Got to pay this guy. He's done he's done that and beyond, and he's done things that you didn't expect him to do. Because if you look at if you look at all his bodies of work per capita, he got the same many wins in the Super Bowl as uh, Aaron Rodgers and and and, and Peyton Manning. So I'm saying, based on his body of work and what he's done in a short period, he shows be getting paid, getting paid, because the elite quarterbacks in the league got one championship under their belt. And I don't care what your advice is about this and that. You're judged by your champions. I don't care what level it is. You're judged by your championships. And he's got one championship. And he's been to two Super Bowl appearances, and it should be two because of the. the the terrible call that was made, however how you want to look at it or whatever, I'd have gave it to beast mode or whatever. But the bottom line is he's a good field general. He ran that team. He's very precise. And he proved the point, and he shocked everybody being a third-round draft so he'd become a Super Bowl champion. And I don't think anybody in the history of the NFL has done what this guy's done on the football field. I don't know anybody's ever done that. You name a quarterback that's done what he's done, based on that. So even though he's got great pieces around him, but if I'm Pete Carroll and Paul Allen, I'm paying this guy. He's earned it. Whatever you how you think, he needs to be paid. Well, sure, but you don't you don't go as a business person and just say, "Hey, you and I are under contract for three or two more years. Let me go and quintuple your salary out of the goodness of my heart." You know, I mean that that part. Yeah, he's he he's earned the right to renegotiate and get some more scratch, you know. Yeah, I understand, but, but see, I understand, I understand that his his length of the contract, but there, but but there are certain situations, certain players where manager would say, you know, something wow. But you don't think that Paul <laughs> Allen had anything to do with Russell Wilson being a headline in Microsoft commercials on TV? You know, I mean, he he's getting paid in other ways too. It. Of course, but I'm saying is he is he getting paid the base salary that 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 uh, that that a Peyton Manning's getting or or Tom no, Brady? I'm not trying no, to put him on that not, same level, you know. but I'm saying you you pay him for what got him to the Microsoft thing. Now well, sure. you're gonna pay if you're gonna you pay, pay him, him the next time that you're obligated to pay him. You know, right? If, if you're gonna pay him, to if I'm a smart if I'm a smart businessman, if I'm a smart businessman, what I do, I say, wait a minute. If we don't, if we don't honor this guy, even though he's he's got he's, he's got more time on his contract, and then the time comes, he might say, you know something. He he will get a very lucrative. Well, he should, do, you, do you think he should be getting he should be getting like Cam Newton money, right? Absolutely. He should be getting a lot more than Cam Newton should be getting based on. I said his Cam Newton work, money based on his body based on his body of work mm-hmm. on his body of yeah. work. He should be getting paid what yeah. no, the quarterback you know, is paid. That's all I'm saying. Now, I'm like, saying if, he's, if, he's if, if Seattle Seahawks, Paul agreement. Allen, and Pete Carroll were smart, in my opinion, I tear this and, and, and lock this guy down because, because if you offend him and you say, you know something, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else now. And I'll just get, and I'll get, and I'll just live this contract out. I'll have so much guaranteed money. 
he he can do that because he's already proven he can win a Super Bowl. <laughs> he's yeah. already proven that. He needs the money, you see, though, man. He just got you see, and everybody else has been traveling. You got Bradford who got what, 55 million guaranteed. He's been injured. He's had two injuries since he's been in the league. He got 55 million guaranteed. He's probably made 60 some plus million dollars since he's been in the league. It's, it's I mean, Russell Wilson's made this. Look, Mark Sanchez has made more money than Russell Wilson. Well, Mark Sanchez made forty million dollars plus since he's been in the league. But he didn't go. He, 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 didn't, he didn't go in. The, he didn't go in the third round, though. No, he didn't go in the third round. But I'm just telling you, his. I'm just going. I'm just going on body of work. But see, that's a, that, that's that, that's the one thing I have an issue with because, you know, yeah, should guys get compensated if they if they do a, a spectacular job? Absolutely, but. When you compare what what people get, see, I, I don't I don't like comparing people's salaries because if I right. negoti- if I negotiated a good contract coming out of school and I'm got this guaranteed money and I might not ever play a game as a starter right. again, and you know, good for me. Uh, and, and if you if you have this great body of work, then you need to have people in place that are going to go in there and negotiate for you and get you what you're worth. And I, I, I think when we start comparing, you know, because I don't, I don't think everything matches up compar- you know, comparatively on a, on a regular basis. I understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, uh, Mark Sanchez is set for life, uh, and, and whether he plays another down of football ever again. Right. But yeah. hey, whoever negotiated his contract I'm happy for all those guys to get that. Yeah. I'm happy for all those guys. Uh, I'm happy for all those guys. All, all, all I'm saying to you, is if, I, if I'm sitting in that Paul Amos chair or Pete Carroll, even though I, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, you got to honor that contract, but I would be proactive and say, wait a minute, this is a unique situation. No one expected him to do what he did. He's a third-round draft choice. Okay, we got him. Uh, and out of the smartness of how Pete is, and I take my hand off because Pete does a great job in scouting and drafting, I'm just saying, hey, to keep, keep, it, keep it right, and then don't and don't think about him not being offended in any kind of way. I just tear it up and just sign something else. But if, if they want us to be hardcore, hey, take us to another Super Bowl and see what we do. Well, you if know they what? do that, they're gonna have to tear it up. What happens with that, AD? And we'll wrap this up. What happens with that is is I agree with you. you I agree where you're coming from. The the but then the business part kicks in, and they go, well, if we do it for this guy, you know, next year it's going to be somebody else who's going to want this. And it, it creates that snowball effect as a business. And you, you, know, you talk about the shield and, and the league and what right. the league tries to do. As a business owner, as one of these billionaires who owns a team, you know, these guys can make it, get rich making, making, you know, knee-jerk decisions. Yeah, do you compensate somebody who's really been a good, a good product for you and, and really done a great job for you? Absolutely. And I think what happens, though, when you get lawyers involved and, 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 and manage, managers involved and stuff like that, they say, yeah, that's, we, can, we can renegotiate this, we negotiate that, but then what happens next week or next year when so-and-so or so-and-so? I mean, they, they kind of went through some stuff already. They, they were able to re-sign uh, Beast Mode. Uh, but, you know, he was talking about, you know, I might be done with football, this and this stuff. And I think a lot of this stuff is all negotiate, negotiate employees, just like you guys were saying about Kobe. And I think a lot of times management has to look beyond what is right uh, and, uh, and fall back on business, you know, because it's all about protecting – I don't know. I know football doesn't have shareholders, but no, basically no, I, no, any business, that's what agree, CEO's job I, I, is. Look, I agree with you, too. I agree with you too, but I'm saying this is a unique, unique situation. I don't think you'll just 
have a, a, a open up a can of worms. This is a unique situation. This is a this is a freak of nature. Third rounder. No one expected that. The genius of Pete Carroll bring this guy in. I'm just saying, yeah, honor your contract. You honored it, period, on both sides. But if, if management owners says, you know something, this kid did something we didn't expect to do. And that's all I'm saying. Other than that, honor your contract. You know, I would say, though, along those lines, I, I'm with you there, is that uh, that's where baseball is a little different than football, is that they'll go, hmm, you're, you're – you're awesome, man. We like you. And we're going to renegotiate your contract before it goes to uh, – before you become a free agent. And as, as the Dodgers did um, with Kershaw, they're like, we don't, we don't even want you to go. To, we don't even want you to get there. We're just going to re-up. Let's just give you some ridiculous contract now. Baseball right. seems to do that a bit and more I than think, football and I, does. And I, and I believe I know why. I think – Baseball, the risk of career-ending career injuries is a lot less than yeah. football. Yeah, that might be why. That might be why. But but it is a difference between those two uh, sports, those two and players MLB. And, like yeah, that. yeah. But you see that more often in the MLB where they'll be like, we know his contract's up next year. We know he's going to kill us if he goes free agent, so we're going to offer him ridiculous now. The NFL seems reluctant to do that, uh, and, and I'm with you. They probably, or well, maybe maybe not probably, but perhaps they should sometimes. Uh, there are perhaps those instances where they, they should consider that. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and I think Russell Wilson would say, I'm going to honor my time. I think he would do that, the bottom line. But I'm just saying if manager was smart, I'd just lock him down because he, he is a unique situation. Cause there's, no, there's never been any quarterback coming to make it done what he's done. That's all I'm saying. No one in the history of the NFL has done what he's done. That's all. That's what I'm saying to you. So this is a definite unique situation, unique situation with Seattle, mm-hmm. with their history, and with Pete's done. So everything is unique all around the horn when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks. But, uh, that's all I'm saying. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, he will definitely honor the contract if he didn't need be. <laughs> what round was Tom Brady drafted in? Six round. <laughs> and let me tell you something. When I look at that, that combine tape, unbelievable. Because I'm telling you, I mean, and, he, and like I told you guys before, he should get on his knees every day and kiss the ground and Belichick and Kraft walks on because if he'd have been with anybody else, he might not have been. You might have been known. You wouldn't know him as a as six-appearance Super Bowl guy. I don't think he'd have never gotten the league if it wasn't for, the, for, the, for Belichick in there. He should count his blessings every day. A.D., before we wrap things up, man, tell us a little bit about kickoff concussion, how the Notre Dame killer recovered his brain. Let me tell you something. The way I'm talking, you think my brain is okay now. You know, sometimes <laughs> I have a little freeze up here, but as a whole, you know, I, you know, I'm like an old car. You put some you put some quick start in that carburetor and whatever, and I kick it right back up. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the book's doing fine. It's a great read, and. People just need to go to read my story about how I, I got into this thing with Dr. Daniel Amen and how uh, I scanned my brain and was the first of 115 former NFL players. And it's, a serious, it's a serious situation with the brain concussion. And, uh, and I just want people to see and be educated about what I've been through. 
Absolutely. And you can find it on, uh, on, on the front page of soupsworld.com. It's on Amazon. It's on Lulu. You can check it out, you know, order it, and uh, you can get it for your Kindle, Kindle and all kinds of other things. AD, as always, we want to thank you so much for uh, t- jumping on with us and, and, and giving us your insight and letting us know what it's all about and discussing all the, 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 all the sports and, uh, you know, things that are happening in the world, man. Thanks a lot, brother. Okay. You guys take care now. You too. We'll talk to you again next week, brother. Catch you next time, AD. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. This is Melissa Cox to Carrie Fisher with Love. Psychotherapy, either too crazy or not crazy enough. It's true, it's the artist's catch 22. But just for his words A short little man with a sexy tight verse Could give my man a pointer or two On how to love a woman who's loosened her screws Did you get my postcard, Carrie? From the edge of my heart The one I mailed to you Right before I jumped It's a million miles From Denver to Newark Before I fall apart I'm an imposter at an Al-Anon group I need something stronger than this chicken soup To heal my addiction to anonymous praise To halt my quest for elusive fame Did you get my postcard carry from the edge of my heart?
And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to our world today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to MyPyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. My name is Mary. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
been holed up in this western town Riding and drinking and walking around And I had been pining for the loves of Lord But none can compare to my Baltimore Baltimore, Baltimore I've never been but I drove past once My way to D.C. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hi, I'm Angela Madsen, and I row across oceans, and I've really enjoyed being a guest here at Swoops World. Thanks for having me. Bradshaw, we Welcome back to Swoops World on Talk Story Radio Network. We're just moments away from uh, T-Bone's timeout, but, uh, uh, you know, you misspoke earlier, and, but it reminded me of something I wanted to talk about tonight, so I will only ch- check, talk about it real quick, this, this new movie coming out about the Beach Boys, uh, I, I, I know you're not a huge, be- I, I love the Beach Boys, and, uh, and you know, it's mostly about Dennis Wilson, uh, I mean, yeah, Dennis Wilson, yeah, and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him about 13 years ago, 13, 14 years ago, he played a, a uh, benefit at UCLA. And uh, it was kind of, it was kind of when he was coming out of that whole thing where, he, you know, he had the, those issues with somebody who was kind of leading, you know, it's psych, psychological. And I think the movie's going to touch on it. He had a bad guy kind of in charge of his shit and everything. And, uh, what a super nice guy! A super nice guy. I mean, he was obviously really quirky, um, you know. But you know, been through a lot of shit. Um, but uh, God, what a, what a really, really, really super nice guy. And and I'm really looking forward to this movie. And, and I heard it's really good. And and uh, you know, I grew up listening to the Beach Boys, and I, I mean, grew up with all that all that music and shit. And I and, I, and it, I guess it opened today or tomorrow or whatever. And, you know, I mean, Entourage opened the day, and that's one of my favorite TV shows. So I, I got some movie, yeah, uh, some movie stuff lined up for me in the next few uh, next few days. But I, I really am looking forward to that uh, Beach Boy uh, movie. That looks that's pretty good. Well, now, did you ever meet any of the girls from Wilson Phillips? I did. Uh, it wasn't Carney. It was the other Wilson. 
Uh, I used to work in Venice Beach on the boardwalk, and uh, she used to come down there and what do they call it? Buscreen, buscreen, buscreen. Well, she used to come buscreen. down there, yeah, you know, play guitar with the with the the case, case and open, the and throw, me throw some chains dollars. and stuff like that. And, and you know, I might have to be able to know who she was. I didn't know who she was. So somebody goes, you know, that she's one, she's one of the uh, Beach Boys' daughters, uh, one of the Wilsons. So I talked to her one day, and she's super cool. And then you know, a few years later, I'm like, I I met her. Yeah, she's in this band, Wilson Phillips. Yeah. So. I was a big fan of the Go-Go's back then. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Melinda Carlisle. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Are you uh, you ready for your uh, intro there, brother? Digression is the spice of life. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, T-Bone. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here... It's T-Bone's Timeout. Whoa. It's been a spirited sports conversation evening already. Yes, indeed. Man, you might think we were on like AM something. <laughs> Except for all I don't the see Fred, I don't see I Fred Rogan in the room or Steve Delamain working the boards, but uh, I think that, does he work the boards for him? Does Fred Rogan actually get radio time? I just see yeah, him he's doing, on uh, uh, he's on nine eighty, and, I, and I think our good friend Steve Delamater is uh, working there. That's cool, man. I want to talk to Steve about that because I I want to get on with Fred Rogan and his uh, high school crap that he does on Saturdays or whatever, man. Oh yeah, does uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the local the local you know local yeah know, the L A oh, yeah thing. yeah like five hundred <laughs> high schools because yeah, that was one of the more entertaining parts. Well, no, we had a lot of fun in high school. But every Friday night at the Fresher in your memory than it is in his, yeah, and you know, way fresher yeah. than it is in mine. <laughs> and I imagine the media environment had shifted slightly during each of those eras as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Where every night, every Friday night at 11 o'clock, the, uh, the really crappy local news station, KUSI, Channel 9, uh, down in San Diego, would do the prep pigskin report. So we'd get to watch the highlights of all the games around the county. Is that you with Reggie Bush's footprints on your chest? No, he never ran me over. Oh. He just ran around me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he knew better to come through you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Fred Rogan and I, we could do some work together. You know, I could talk about my TV experience. Is he really? Yeah. Huh? Huh. That's good. Maybe I can intimidate him into a job. <laughs> Apparently Steve did, so <laughs> you're bigger than him. Steve's not such a big guy. Steve, we got to talk. I know you're listening. Um, and, you know, people are always listening. And that's something that people uh, who have been working in the inner workings of FIFA are just now discovering. <laughs> people are always listening. Yes, indeed. And, you know, we've made jokes Especially over a couple, couple of World Cups now about... How, you know, wow, these random drawings for teams going into different groups just happen to be less random than we Not might so expect. so random! <laughs> and it turns out, I know, again, huge surprise that the countries that get the World Cup not as fair and open and random as you might think. Why are we always in the... Is that it's, why it's, why are we it's always not chosen, Dubai next? It's not uh, chosen on merit? Why so, are we so always in this? What do they call it? The circle of death or whatever? What are we on? The group of... That's something that's doted upon by the, the American soccer media, which is 
It's pretty much like TMZ minus a little bit of the quality of the National Enquirer. <laughs> ESPN is trying to make themselves a, a reputable world world global football outlet. But they are the, the they, worldwide they are, leader. They are the worldwide leader of sports, right? And you know that's what the tagline is. Oh, okay. And you know, I mean, Rune here, Arledge, man. here in America, Rune Arledge. I buy what they tell me to buy. So. I love Coca-Cola like and ESPN. You say it often enough, long enough, with enough authority, people will believe it. That was, that was, a, that was a big Nazi thing, wasn't it? I'm sure. <laughs> Gerbils, huh? I'm totally going to McDonald's on the way home tonight. Way, so everything I'm about to say and have already said is total horseshit. But, um, but it turns out that Russia and Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. call it what you want to call it, they they didn't necessarily win their World Cup bids on the merits of their presentation. Say it isn't so. Oh, my God. <laughs> because if that were the case, then the Olympics and the World Cup would be in actual developed countries every time. <laughs> because who can put on a better show on two to three years' notice? Someone who's got to build a bunch of shit from scratch and, you know, basically enslave people to do it? Actually, when you actually, put it that way. Actually, when you, when you put it that way, exactly. <laughs> Turns out we got this thing in America and California in particular called prevailing wage, which pretty well dictates that the government can never do anything of real consequence again, which is why which we're reminds, never... Which reminds me, I want to talk about we're, we're never going to get a dam in California again for you know a few reasons. One being... We have no water. We, there, there's nothing to do. Hey, they say, they say we yeah. saved a whole bunch of water this time around. We're, we're, oh, yeah. I saw Facebook. You know, The mayor told us that we did well. I can confirm that. Well, I, I have a, a very reputable source. That well, the whole state, apparently. The whole county did, apparently. No, no, no. The no, whole no. county did. The whole county, but yeah. nobody did as well. As no one rolled it back to the 50s level. Does that count the reclaimed water that we use to irrigate Don't be a uh, government properties? <laughs> I'm just curious, does no, it? No, no, no. This right. is legitimate how much water was no, used. Did, so, does it count the the creative watering, like the reclaimed water and things like no, that? No. Okay. This is literally, it, it counts wells. Long Beach has wells. And, uh... Now... I'm going to ask T-Bone a question here. You can jump in. We've all all known, you heard these stories about Uh these people. We know people that have these these luxury items. And I've heard some stories about people that are like saying, you know what, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to fill up my pool with sand and cement over it. And, you know, because, you know, the cost of the water and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, First, and you fill it with rocks. Well, whatever. But we know a few people. That, we know a few people that own pools. And, uh, yeah. and, and you, have you heard that talk? I uh, haven't heard anyone that I know who has a pool talk about uh, filling in their pool. Um, but they've also proven. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna keep us on task over here. <laughs> I mean, do you have a cover over it during the daytime? No. Minimize, I haven't mentioned any Minimize evaporation. <laughs> no, but would they've actually? This is totally unrelated to where we started, but... Of course! I thought we were talking about sports. <laughs> but they've actually found out, right? How did we get here? So true. They've actually recently proven that if you take out all your grass and put it in a pool, 
you'll use less, less water. water to the grass. Huh? Then yeah. Because you spend all that time watering the grass. Seepage. Which I keep telling people about this. Can you, you imagine? Go to, you go to the had, front, go to the front page in the of the front yard world. of every house in you town. Go to the front page of Soup's World. You'll see a banner there talking about the Tower Garden, which uh, I happen to be in. You know, whatever, and it, and it actually is. It's not even hydroponic. It's, it's aeroponic. Aeroponic. aeroponic, and it's actually to grow the, the amount of plants in there in the dirt. Using the aeroponic, you're only using five percent of the water that you would use to, to grow the same amount of plants in the dirt. Just saying. Fact. So, so that's like you were saying. Can you almonds on the tower garden? You can grow anything that's not root bearing. So, <laughs> no ginger, no beets, no carrots. And if you think it could no hold it, do you think it could hold it all the tree? I'll sell are, you are, are those root bearing? <laughs> <laughs> Is there oceanfront, oceanfront property in Modesto? <laughs> There's oceanfront property in Compton, if you want to know. <laughs> You didn't well, you know. <laughs> I'll get you a couple acres right now. Just uh, watch out for Shug. He drives through there every once in a while. As long as I'm spending <laughs> some other country's money, I'm buying. So, <laughs> hey, sign me up for the FIFA executive committee. Uh, although, you know, apparently now it's going to be straight and narrow. They're going to do things the right way. They're not going to award the World Cup to a country based on disreputable contributions. Uh, good for them. Yeah, really glad Mr. that Mr. Blatt's got it all down, right? Yeah. Hey, I wonder what they have on him that made him finally pack it in after having the nuts to go ahead and say, "Re-elect me, bitches," and then they re-elect him, and then what? Five, six days later, let's have another election. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, they had to have something pretty good. They must have, and they must have because this guy weathered. Which is again, huge surprise, right? Yeah. Uh, this guy weathered South Africa. Remember that? That was well, and that's three ago. And that's that's the you know the fallout from South Africa is the downfall exactly. of every one of his minions now. So he made it. He made it. That was '08. So he's made it seven years since it actually happened, which means eleven, twelve years since it was awarded. And and, and everything that's happening now was all rumored or. Innuendo. Oh, for everyone. Like, yeah. So it's amazing. You gotta give this guy credit. He and somehow managed to, to just and weather I, and hang on. That's as much as I awesome. believe that South America should host a World Cup based on the strength globally of the sport from a competitive standpoint. Yeah. From an economic slash ability to host an event of this scale standpoint. I cannot wait to see what comes out in the next two or three years about the the things that went into Brazil landing last year's World Cup because which we know till like up until the actual day that the event started they were well, they listen, were building shit yeah. like which, you, know, you, know, you know you know what uh, an opportunity to go to Brazil yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a couple friends that went, and I'm a little bit jealous of them for that. Everything else they do in life, I'm like, yeah, you guys suck. But that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and to be fair to Brazil, I have relatives who live in Brazil. Um, you know, they they don't speak German. They don't have blonde hair or blue eyes. Um, but I have relatives in Brazil who, when we had the Super Bowl in New Orleans a couple years ago, when the Ravens beat the 49ers. And the power went out in the stadium. 
<laughs> they, my my Brazilian relatives were putting all kinds of stuff on Facebook. Oh, and these people in the U.S. say that we're not ready to host a major sports event. And I'm like, okay, touche. <laughs> yeah. We also only gotcha. had... And and the worst part is we only had one building to make sure it was ready. Yeah, right. But this is one every year too. So, uh, that was that, is, that was a that was a big fail on the part of the good old US and A. But they did finish the game. They did. They did. And to the best of our knowledge, no one was enslaved in order to make that building ready. To the best of our knowledge. Yeah. Different thing they can say in South Africa. I'm sure different than they're going to be able to say in. The uh, in the uh, UAE and Qatar in six years, seven years time. Yeah, I don't know, man. It the whole thing is just silly to me. It's like this is a big popularity contest based on trying to redistribute wealth. Exactly. That that's what FIFA is all about in terms of the World Cup. Even though the same countries win the championships every time. I'm trying to you know. Scoop yeah, it's a giant socialist globalist endeavor to yeah. try to move things around. I mean, that's why South Africa got it. That's why Russia's getting it because all of the pinko socialist European folks feel a little bit bad for Russia, even though they still don't trust them. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Russia? You guys are down with them now? Like, have, has America really done so much bad in the world that you guys are suddenly You're down cool, with Putin? cool with the Soviets? The ones that you were like, please help us. You know, yeah. granted, this is all from my American history perspective. You know, I grew up in in uh, Christian school and then went to American public school, which is probably even more of an indoctrination. But still, uh, the the entire concept of a supposedly impartial merit-based award system of such a global bureaucracy is comical. Like we we have state and county and city politicians. Forget the federal scumbags. We've got people who work in the county supervisor's office or in the mayor's office who are cronying the shit out of this system and hooking up people that they like and know because they're going to get some kickback on the other side of it. Are we to expect and assume that when we have a global governing body of any kind that that's just going to disappear and everyone's going to do the right thing because, oh, you know, there may be a crap ton more money involved but that's not going to sway me. Well, here's the thing. Here, you know, listen. I understand rules and regulations and blah 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 blah. When the the when the uh, the complete force of the United States federal government comes down on something like this, you know, I see the reasoning behind it. But then I look around at all the other shit going on here, and I'm thinking, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, this should be, you know, on the list of, you know, 100 things, this should be hitting about the 80s. Steroids and baseball? (laughs) My God! Oh, think of the children! Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's FIFA for you. Good job. Everyone involved is untrustworthy. The people saying nay and pointing fingers untrustworthy the people who took the cash 
untrustworthy. It, it might as well be Tour de France. Right yeah. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Okay. The, the US... We're going to take away your title. Where do we go? I don't know. Let's, let's start looking about 10 deep. <laughs> so is it going to be like the NCAA where, like, for instance, the 2008 World Cup never happened? Yeah. Where it was played in a vacuum in outer space? It's kind of like I mean, Reggie's. It's kind of like yeah, Reggie's Heisman, exactly. The and national just, championship. There was there was no World Cup that year, but if there was, yeah. then France maybe. Yeah. No, not France. Uh, the team other. we beat has the national championship now with an asterisk about it. I, yeah. I heard some. I heard some. I heard some professional athlete talking who wasn't on either one of those teams, but he was talking about. It and they said, "What do you think about those kind of things when they do that?" He says, "He says bottom line is when we all get together, we all still know that we kicked your ass." <laughs> Regardless of what it says in the record book, we played that day on the field, and we know we kicked your ass. And I'm like, well, he's got a point there. <laughs> it's truth. Truth, man. So tomorrow, the NBA Finals commence. Where's it start? Is it starting up north? or? I starting? believe it's going to start in Golden. In yeah, they have the best record. Oakland, they have yes. the best record? Yeah. Um, they're building Cleveland a new stadium. Cleveland They're building a new stadium one. down there, man. They are, yeah. With the Kings. After the Warriors, but with the Kings. Um, what is the Sacramento? I don't know. Uh, I, they, 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 they have been working on a new arena for the Warriors for a long time. I don't know if they've actually broken ground on it or not. They yet. broke ground on the one for the for, – here's you, this, you guys are going to love this. I, I'm they, glad they have in Sacramento. They built, they, they broke the ground for the one for the Kings, and it's literally this – this is probably the worst fucking planning – Ever, except for everybody, everybody who lives there goes. Oh, they're going to do all this trains and public transit. It literally is right at the right when you roll off the freeway. You know how backed up that exit's going to be. It's 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 if you were getting off, if you were heading northbound on the four hundred five, getting off at Atlantic, it's exactly where Fresh and Easy is. It's like complete stop, right right at the bottom of the off uh, the offering i'm like this is totally stupid oh I, it's a block further but still it's 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 not that i mean it's right where you get off the front so it's like qualcomm stadium then yes only worse it's closer but it only holds twenty thousand people and you know people in sacramento it's they the all carpool freaking, and the, uh, no, they don't no they don't they don't drive just, cars man, that, this place is a disaster in the morning in the evening uh, good for them for getting an arena, though. They get to keep no, their they get to keep their team. We didn't want them in Anaheim anyway. What's his name's their mayor? Huh? Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Formerly of Phoenix Suns Phoenix and Suns, Sacramento yeah. Kings, glory ish. He's been there for a while now. He's been, He's been the mayor for, for like eight years, I think. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, if someone has to be the mayor of that fucking pit of corruption that we call Sacramento. <laughs> I'm glad it's at least you know, a respectable the, 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 former the, athlete. Is the city the pit of corruption or is it the state government that's the pit of the corruption? Well, they're synonymous in my book. Because <laughs> I see, I, okay, so we, I see the, the school police department, the school safety has their, their police cruisers that are parked out occasionally in front of the different schools around town. And they're all from City Ford of Sacramento or whatever. And it's just like, Hogs. I mean, just I, I it's just another another car that was purchased with 
you know, no intention of ever taking any care of. Let me just slam it into shit and put all the miles I can on, and then bill it to the bill it to the state the week before I have to call the week before they call it all due, you know. <laughs> but these guys don't do anything. They write they write infractions to parents for having their kids not be at school. I blew uh, I blew uh, I blew past your uh, your establishment the other day, and uh, you have a crossing guard there who was talking to somebody, so I decided. Up the new one's kind of chatty. Yeah, so it makes it really awkward. I can see. I see she's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm on two wheels, man. I, and I, we, I do my little. It's clear. We used to have <laughs> this guy who was like 90, 93 years old. He, for as old and apparently decrepit of a dude as he was, he was serious about that car. He was trip. serious, and yeah. and he could scream at a car from 200 yards away and they would hear him and slow down. There's something about crossing guards. They take that shit real serious, man. They're it's a calling. It's, it's a calling. Yeah, exactly. It's, That's it's right. like almost right like, with priests. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm, I'm retired but I'm not a fucking Walmart greeter. I've got some good left in me. Serious. Yeah. Seriousness. And this dude was that. I mean, he, like, and people occasionally can they're like, oh, I'm going to beat him before he steps out with the stop no, sign. No, you're you know? not. <laughs> and he didn't ever put the sign up. He would scream at him. <laughs> and he'd see somebody coming 40, 50 miles an hour and just start walking. Slow down! <laughs> and they didn't even see him walking yet. And they were like, Err! I mean, this dude was balls yeah, out. Yeah, they're, they're, I remember, the, I remember there's a, used to be one over here ne- next to Burroughs when I used to be... Uh, Driving that way, for, and uh, she she didn't take any slack from anybody. Old black no, this this guy, yeah. this, this current brother. That was her. That was her. That was her beat, man. She, oh, <laughs> you are not going to invade. She'll be sitting in her chair, like she brings her chair and an umbrella sometimes, and she's like reading her Kindle, and I, I just start walking. I'm like, I'm an adult. I know how to cross the street. And I'll be halfway across the street, and she'll look up and be like, oh, oh, and run out with her stop sign. I'm like, I cross the street four times a day, every day. We've met. I don't need, and I know she's got, she's taken some oath, you know, that I'm, I'm going to help anyone and everyone cross the fucking street. I'm just like, read your book. It's okay. The funny thing When is, it gets close to the time when the bell rings, I will nudge you and say, hey, game time. Let's <laughs> you're on. You're on. Until you're then, on. enjoy yourself. You're retired. That's the whole reason you have this job. Read a fucking book. I don't care. He's going to walk up ahead, walk up ahead with the ball. All right, you're up. <laughs> it's funny thing. It's like it's passing by. I, I swear to God. <laughs> no shit. It was like the afternoon. It's like a, one of the Chinese delivery food guys around. <laughs> He better not go in the office. <laughs> I actually looked for somebody. <laughs> Someone named Herbert. Too long, as I was too long through. <laughs> just, just in case he thought about walking up, I was going to say, whoa, whoa, you're here for a T-bone? No, no, no. Call him on his phone. <laughs> I'll meet you outside. <laughs> so you got me trained, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, personal acquaintances, feel free. Come on in. <laughs> They let just about anyone in there. They, they keep letting me in there. I don't understand. Yeah, why you guys, you white guys say that, but every time I try that, it don't work. 
They said they let everybody in here. Well, we do. <laughs> just not you. Anybody else. Anybody else. <laughs> a regular, a regular American. Yeah, <laughs> no, but hey, Golden State. They are they are playing yeah, in the NBA finals tomorrow. Wow, right? right I mean. On the subject of you know playing trains and automobiles, uh, the Warriors and the Cavs game one of the NBA finals tomorrow. It's been a long layoff since the conference finals ended because both of those series uh, ended in rather lopsided fashion. The the Heat, I mean, sorry, the Cavs. Oh, you know, haven't been a Heat. I don't blame or a Cavs. I don't blame since you. I, I was born, I, I, but. Uh, the Cavs swept Atlanta and Golden State established dominance over Houston. They oh. did not sweep them, but they oh. they uh, and they finally decided to come back to life. They firmly re reasserted themselves as the team that spent the better part of the regular season as the best team in the NBA. So I think we've got the two best teams left. I think this is going to be. Hopefully an entertaining series. I was going to ask you, is this watchable? I think it's very watchable. I think that um, for the NBA to have a team from Cleveland in the finals, they hit Weren't the they jackpot. Weren't they there last year? No, Miami was there last year. That's right. And the year before that. Yeah. And the year before that. And the year before that. LeBron was there last year. So this is LeBron's fifth consecutive NBA finals appearance. Can't win it without Bush and uh, Wade and Oh, he can, and I I do think this is Cleveland's series to lose because of the leadership and experience factor. You think so? I think so. I I think that because he's played, I think that Golden he's played State, in five. Yeah, and I and but I think that how many did Kerr play in? I know he's not playing; he's coaching. But he's he's he, he, he went played to in at least three. I think more than that. That's why I said at least. I don't, he wasn't there for all all of both three feats, um, but he was there for at least three of them. I'd give him four or five. I don't know. He, he played for San Antonio, San Antonio too. That little ginger. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that guy was good though. He was. Yeah. He was no Robert Ory though. <laughs> no, I. Think I mean, he's good for a white guy. Steve, <laughs> Steve Kerr is having a. A fantastic career renaissance. Uh, no, it, he, he's done a great job with, with Golden State. And it's crazy to think that, like, a year ago, they were not sure if they wanted him to keep, continue because they, they thought, oh, we should be doing more. It's like, you're fucking Golden State. Like, people buy your tickets for the same reason they used to buy Clipper tickets, to see the visiting team. You know, I have friends up in the Bay who bought, who are Laker fans, who had have had Warriors season tickets for like six, seven years. Yeah, my dad had, my dad had Clipper tickets, yeah. season tickets. To see, I never forget that. I goes, "Dad, Clippers, come on!" He says, "Michael Jordan plays against the Clippers. The Lakers play against the Clippers. Yeah. Sonzo plays against the Clippers. <laughs> A lot cheaper than cross town, because <laughs> that's when they were playing in the Coliseum. <laughs> the Lakers are still at the Forum." My dad and uh, Billy Crystal were there from the start. <laughs> uh, I, I think Golden State has proven this season, during everything they've put on tape so far, to have been the best team during the regular season and 
good chunk of the playoffs. But I think that LeBron, and granted, you know, there there are a lot of players on the Cavs who are not slouches. Oh no, you know, Kevin Love, notwithstanding, because he's he's had his time off. But Kyrie Irving and company. This is a team that one player does not get a team to the finals. But, no, but he, LeBron James, KO'd the Bulls. He absolutely broke their spirit. Um, the Hawks were a formality, despite the fact that they were the number one team in the East. They had the best record in the East. There was nobody there who had an answer for what he does when he's in the zone. So, as much as I hate the entire ESPN hype machine that surrounds him. LeBron James being on or off is the differentiator in this series. Uh, not whether Steph Curry is on or off because the the Warriors are a complete basketball team. They've, they've had bad games when he's having bad games, but I don't think that he is going to be the, the deciding factor in this whole thing. I think that whether or not Number is he back to being number twenty three now that he's on? I don't know who cares. Oh, no. Whether whether or not LeBron James is on decides where this series goes. So if he gets the yips, which I find hard to believe, considering this is his fifth straight trip to the biggest of big dances, uh, Cleveland's in trouble. If he gets the what Shaq described as him not having, if he gets the killer instinct then this is going to be over in five or six. I'll tell you what. Did you hear Shaq talk about him and Kobe? Yeah. That was good shit. I like Shaq, man. Shaq just he just talks, man. <laughs> just says, says what, what's what? I, I give uh, – Not that there's anything we didn't know. No, but he says what a lot of people think and are unsure of or afraid to say out yeah. loud, which I give Charles Barkley Barkley's a lot of credit. For, yeah, Barkley's good for that. Charles Barkley – kicked down some doors for Shaq to be a TV personality because when Shaq was a college kid and even a high, like I saw a few of his college games and even saw video of him like post game interviews in high school cuz I was, you know, a little kid at the time and he was a big enough deal as a high school senior that he was making noise on national media and he said just the most outlandishly egotistical, self-centered shit as a 17 and 18 and 19-year-old kid. Which most do at that age. Yeah. But he could actually back it up. <laughs> he was seven feet tall. And, you know, at the time, at the time, you know, as like a high school senior, he was a svelte 270. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we would have been in for a tough game if it wasn't for my block shots and rebounding. <laughs> like, he said those words. Like, what? What? And, you know, raised in a sports-loving but also realistic family where it was like, we are not world beaters. We're, we're good, but we ain't good like that. I was raised to disdain that kind of, that kind of self-promotion. So as a young kid, I was like, this guy's a dick. You know, whatever my seven-year-old equivalent of this guy's a dick was. That guy sucks eggs or whatever, you know. He's not nice, mommy. But <laughs> but he says what he thinks, and he couldn't do it with the same levity that he does it. 
without a few people that came before him. Oh, that's true. And I think Charles Barkley is... The, he ought to get on his knees and kiss the ground. Every time, down on his knees and be thankful that, you know, Charles Barkley put him in the system he's in today. You know, when he played for, uh, uh, where do you finish with, the Suns? Barkley? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 uh, Shaq. I think he finished with Boston or Cleveland. There, but he went to the Suns for a while. He was in Phoenix for a while, wasn't he? Because I used to follow. Well, I used to follow him on Twitter, and he would he would tweet things out like, "I'm in the mall, such and such and such such. First five people to find me, get tickets to tonight's game." It's not hard to find. And I and then he would take a he would take a selfie with people, and he'd get tickets. I mean, he was he sounds like I was big fun loving. I remember I worked a one of the parades where they had won a championship. And so I was at a post that led into the uh, Staples Center, and uh, he comes rolling up on a Harley. I mean, he's the biggest mofo I've ever seen on a Harley in my life, man. And, uh, you know, he just comes rolling. He's waving there. You know, like, it was kind of where he, when they were pulling in, at the time they were pulling in, and where they were pulling, in the area they were pulling in, it wasn't where all the spectators were. So it was just us worker bees in there. And, you know, he waved everybody. He was like, hey, how's it going? You know, super funny guy. <coughs> As far as like dealing with people, I've never heard negative. You know, he was. I met Shaq. He was an ass. That kind of stuff. You know, you know. There's been talk. Kobe. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, just like everyday people. <laughs> That's a good. One. <laughs> just saying. You never went up to Kobe and said Shaq or Carl Malone. <laughs> So I bet that could get a good conversation started. Yeah, yeah. Kobe would say me. <laughs> I love this me. <laughs> Nate Thurman. Uh, I, he was when we would when I was a kid. Uh, we were at the forum and we were getting tickets for a game as Golden State arrived, and there was an overlap where the tunnel went down, and everybody who went down was like waving, and they were like. Yeah, all the players, they were like feet away from the the wall that they walked under. And Nate Thurman walked under and he slapped the wall. And I was just in awe. I mean, I was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. I was like, oh, my God, look how tall he is, look how big he is. Oh, my God. Because, you know, you, you watch basketball all your life on TV. No the, concept. You, there's no scale. concept of how big these yeah. guys actually are. I was baffled when I heard how tall Michael Jordan was. You know, it's like that dude's six six. <laughs> he looks he looks regular. So yeah, exactly, they're all. <laughs> and you know, this generation, you see, you know, Kobe six eight. Like what? Yeah. And I think like I'm. I hang out with a lot of not little, but not necessarily big people. But like I'm a bigger person, and I'm, I I'm like six one and three quarter. And I, I fudge it up to 6'2 in the DMV. I have to admit, the scariest thing I ever did, I turned the corner. I, I mean, I told you this. I was at a record shop down on Sunset. Tower Records are one of those ones down there. And I turned the corner and literally, standing on my feet at my entire 5 foot 9 inches tall, was looking at a belt buckle, which <laughs> meant the belt buckle was eye level. <laughs> The zipper was a little bit below that, <laughs> and I look up and it was freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm like, "You're a big motherfucker, man." <laughs> I mean, that, that is some tall shit, there, man. I, you, that's just not right. 
<laughs> it's not right when I'm staring at your junk. <laughs> you got to stare when at I'm trying junk. to buy a freaking record, man. <laughs> those are those uh, big brown, black, spindly things. A, big, a great big 10-inch yeah, yeah, record of a band. Prior to the... Uh, CDs that you're accustomed to, uh, MP3s that you're familiar What's a, what's a familiar CD? With. Yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to explain CDs to some kids the other day. And I looked around at my coworkers, like, yeah, Columbia House? And they're like, oh my gosh. What the fuck are you That's where I started about? my collection. Columbia. That's how I started my collection, man. Like, you guys never got 18 CDs for a penny? And then, <laughs> exactly. And then your parents paid a fucking $70 in the collection afterwards? Every after you didn't freshman pay, in college. After you didn't pay the... Did you get that with your... Oh, yeah. 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 I, I was like in middle school. Uh, I I got still, my fr- we had three kids. So we did it three times. Yeah. <laughs> we were smarter than the average <laughs> You sign up. You sign <laughs> up. Because my brother wanted these. My sister you were because my brothers are assholes. So they're like, no, you can't. You can't listen to my CD. Like, oh, yeah. But you have it, and now I have to get it too. Because this is when, like, you know, oh, a Sony Walkman—not a Walkman, but a Discman. Disc that was the man. thing. You know? was like, I got real freaking albums. Like, oh, I, I went freshman year of college. I got this yeah, the, I had I got the this. whole big. The, the the thing where you got all the pages yeah. of CDs, yeah, I had that shit, man. It came right with it, right 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 next to my dear John letter, right there. <laughs> like, oh, oh wow, I can get a bunch of albums for eighteen cents. <laughs> I'm not a feeling so bad anymore. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, baseball, something's happening. I don't know. Very very good. Teams are doing what they're doing. The Dodgers are doing well. The Cardinals are doing just a little bit better. The Angels had a good run. They, they won like five or six in a row. I don't know. They're, they're the Angels. They're still in second place. The disastrous. Uh, okay. Make it make it a quicken. All right. Anyway, while Swoop is urinating, uh, I know that the Padres have won a couple series in a row on the strength of not pitching, which is still bizarre for me. Like I was looking at their pitchers and their stats yesterday. Maybe this morning. I don't know. Um James Shields is like six and one or seven and zero oh or something. He's got a three something ERA. Andrew Kashner is like two and seven with a three point six oh. <laughs> ERA. Which that we were used to seeing that particular deal with the Padres a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. But, you know they'd have pitchers with like a 2.3 with like yeah the good news is the bats this last week or two starting to show some signs of life but the pitching is still just kind of weird man like Ian Kennedy this guy needs to just take a I'm going to try not to sound like one of those asshole short-sighted sports fans who, <laughs> who says something he's not going to regret but should never say um, he needs he needs to be designated for assignment. He's. I. They were playing the Pirates the other day, and I, my phone. You know, I get like, oh, score change, lead change, whatever. Those little buzzes yeah. on my phone. It was the first inning of a game, so I get a little little notification. Game start: Padres versus Pirates. Three minutes later, score change: Pirates home run. Two minutes after that, score change: Pirates home run. 
<laughs> Five minutes after that, score change. Pirates home run. Oh my God. It was six to nothing with three dingers in the first inning, and this is like how all but one of his starts have gone this season. Like you were, you were like a good pitcher, and no, nowhere to be found right now. So, and he was a guy that I thought was actually going to be one to solidify a, a fairly. Fairly stout pitching rotation, and that's the thing the Padres have been that's, yeah, good that's, at for the last like five six know, years. They've had like solid. They've had a, a former pitching coach as a manager for yeah like eight years now, and they've been decrepit in the batter's box. But and it seemed like they solved that right. Like they they had done some stuff in the offseason that seemed like that, and they've got. At least three of their starters this year were starters last year. And the two they added, one has been exceptional, and one has just been a train wreck. (laughs) And the other guy, I mean, Tyson Ross was like the stud last year. And this year, he's kind of in the same boat as Kashner. He's like two and something. ERA under four. Like you should win a couple games, but also you should at least be even. Also, yeah. last year he had an ERA of like you know low to mid twos. So, I mean, there's been production drop offs on their part. At the same time that the, the bats, you know, it's it's still a game where if you do it right, thirty percent of the time you're doing it pretty damn well. So, it's tough to rely on the offense all the time, and I think they're learning that a little bit the hard way. So. Um, baseball, there's a lot of it left. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Dodgers are doing well. Uh, College World Series is happening. Couldn't tell you what's happening in it. Well, the College World Series. I watched the uh, yeah, I super watched, regionals are this weekend. I, I think. watched the uh, I watched UCLA women play the other night. Other day, uh, and they got KO'd because the, they, they, the they, championship for the the women was today. It yeah, was they, Florida they, and Michigan. They I played, think Florida won. They played against uh, Maryland. Maryland. Knocked them out. But. Was it Maryland knocked them out? Yeah. It was really, it was just sucked. Cause they, oh, they, the women, no. That was the men. They went, the women, yeah. They, they, I don't think it was Maryland. Maryland knocked out the men. The women, the women the, went up three zip. The overhanders. Went up three zip, top of one inning. And they got tied and passed that same inning. They kept taking these big leads, and then they kept giving up all the runs the same the bottom half of the inning. They went to extra innings, and they lost. So it was a good game. It was a good game. They, they, and, and, but they... They got the, 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 the they lost on a on a walk. The girl loaded up the bases That's and they walked. It's really weird because I could have sworn the pitcher pitched earlier in the game. They took her out. And then she was pitching later on in the game. I thought when she takes somebody out, they're done. Softball has got a lot of weird rules. It's either that or y'all look alike. I don't know which one of the two. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's probably a combination. A combination of two. I'm pretty sure she. I'm pretty sure it was the same girl. Um. But you know the softball types. They're like, there's a type there. There is a type. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a type. And within within <laughs> this kind of they all look the same, there's <laughs> this kind of they all Actually, look the same. Actually, yeah, no, she. You still like that. It's funny, you know. The rule there. You didn't actually draw a pear shape with your hands like I, were, I was expecting you no, to. No, I did you not. Know, it's a game that requires a lot from the hips down. It does. Despite the fact that you do all these things with your arms. It all comes from your hips down. So, I mean, you know, big thighs, 
No tits. That's a count. Short. Yeah. Low center of gravity. Small strike zone. <laughs> oh, we're, we were, uh, we, we've run off the freaking rails. Yeah, dude, we ran off the rails a long time ago. We were talking about the sleep train arena in Sacramento. I was like, we were way off the fucking rails. So, another interesting week in sports. Come and, you know, not quite gone yet. If you watch basketball, have fun tomorrow. Write me a letter about it. Send it to Swoop. T-Bone, care of Swoop. You got to tweet it to uh, T-Bone at LB Food. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Another edition of T-Bone. Time out. Next week on Swoops World, Joan Steiger is our guest the first hour. Of course, we have all the usual stuff after that. Brewski's beer taste and AD's uh, AD calling in and then T-Bone's timeout. Peter, what do you got for the last words of wisdom for the night? I don't. I don't know. Will eat yellow snow? I got yellow snow. That's solid. That's solid. It's solid, man. Got a good one. Don't have kids. T-Bone? But, I mean, that probably... <laughs> I, I didn't say that. That's what I thought, but I didn't say it. Conserve water. We're in a drought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have kids. Yeah. Go ahead. Without having kids, I've managed to expand my family in an incredible <laughs> manner the last couple of weeks. I've got I got some new in-laws and some cousins. i got some new kittens. I even found some new, like, blood cousins this last week. So I'll tell you guys about that after the show. Oh. If you uh, have... Unfortunately, been conned into calling me family one way or another. Thank you for listening still. <laughs> love you all. Some more than others. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions Peace. expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.